this is Spiky Mikey, also known as uh, Spaz, and I'm here with the Bipolar Girl. This is Top Notch Nonsense. Well, that's not necessary for everyone to know. Well, you you said about a week ago, maybe the podcast should be called, even though it's called Top Notch Nonsense, it should be called Spaz and the Bipolar. Or, see, you can't even say, Spaz and the Bi... Hello, this is Michael Benson, also known as Spaz. Bipolar Girl, uh, pick the two movies we talking about today, about big-breasted ladies and Jim Carrey turning into a vampire. We liked, enjoyed both of them. See, what, what I liked, enjoyed... Now, when I say Spaz, it feels like I'm leaning into it more. Uh, yeah, I know, and also it's supposed to be Bipolar Girl and the Spaz. Okay, you fine. Always you always need a longer one first. You have a, no, it's not that I need top billing. It's just you say the billing. one with more syllables first. And Ooh, syllables. Yeah, that's just that's just kind of how, how language works. Yeah. Also, you were the one that said that, not me. No, no, but I uh, I thought that that would be a... You said that that would be a cool f- d- title, and I, I agree. That's what we should keep on calling each other. I was being other. facetious. Yeah, oh, yeah, sarcastic poop. Poop sarcastic. Sarcastic poop. You know, feces that has a zinger. Ew. Ew. That sounds ouchy. Yeah, yeah, you don't want a zinger or a dinger or a... Or a you don't I thought you already a, had a dinger. Yeah, well, when you talk about dingers... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> okay. We are talking about... Two, uh, you brought two movies that we are talking about today. This yeah. is Miranda. Uh, and she's going to bring two movies today. And they are Once Bitten and Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. What did you is, think of these I movies? I love... Love, 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 love them. Once Bitten was released on my birthday, 1985. I was one year old by that time. And what my parents could see when I was one year old, here are the movies you could watch in November of 1985. If they were playing in Tokyo. No, yeah. No, they were, I think... Oh, were they home by then? I think they were in the Bay Area by then, if I'm not mistaken. So, But the movies you could watch were... Ooh, A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2, Freddy's Revenge. Oh, yeah, I like that one. Uh, Sherman's March. I don't know if you've ever heard that. That is one of the best, it's one of the best uh, self-reflective and satire about, you know, toxic, for lack of a better phrase, toxic masculinity. Uh, Oh, that's interesting. Well, not necessarily, before we had a phrase about it, it was a documentarian guy who didn't know how to who was obsessed with civil war stuff and also had uh no not obsessed with civil war stuff he just looked a lot like a civil war guy anyway he did a documentary about how he was not really great with women uh, interviewing all of uh, uh, new women and ex-girlfriends and their relationships and why he is the way he is and what's the push and pull and it's it's really quite a Interesting document, uh, self-reflexive, but also have like blind spots about your race relationships, and you you don't really get them until he rewatches the footage of uh, girlfriends and ex-girlfriends he freaking interviewed and shit like that. It's a really fascinating movie. Uh, you also have To Live and Die in L.A., uh, one of Fre- uh, one of William Friedkin's uh, pieces. Uh, Death Wish Three. Scream play. <laughs> oh we gotta try that one. Okay. Scream play. The Midnight Hour. Stitches. Oh my gosh. That was then. This is now. Subway. Transylvania 6-5000. Wow. It was also. That's another big 80s. 
Target, not Targets, but Target with Gene Hackman and Matt Dillon. Uh, uh, Mad Love, Louie Bluey. Louie Bluey, Jesus. One movie just called Police. Tomboy, Confessions of a Serial Killer. That'll be cool to do. Uh, There was a movie called Christina, but that looks more like a porn. porn. Uh, Harem with Natasha Kinski and Ben Kingsley. Also a porno. No, not I don't know if <laughs> I'm it, it's going to be, but we we're definitely gonna watch it. Also, smooth you know. talk. Oh yes, is also in the. Oh it, yes, we'll it have came to do out that. This, yeah, we're gonna do that. That's on the list. Uh, the execution of Raymond Graham, uh, terror at London Bridge. We gotta do. Th- we gotta do that one. That's gotta be fucking awesome. Ewoks: The Battle for en- Endor came out nice. this this year. Fortress: The Dirt Bike Kid. <laughs> King Solomon's Mines. They remade it in 1985. It's not... I've seen it. It's not... It's not good. Uh, and, of course... Barbarian Queen. Of course. Yes, of course. That's worth the Barbarian... So, I really... This is a cool... This is a great movie. This yeah, one is, thing that ties these two films together is that... Yeah, why did you put them together? Yeah. Well, the, I actually didn't know that um, when I paired them. I just thought, you know, kind of mid-late 80s horror comedies, but the role of the Countess that eventually went to Lauren Hutton and Once Bitten was written for Elvira. Wow, that's incredible. For Cassandra Peterson, yes. That's awesome. Yeah, who she would have been great. That would have been awesome. That would have worked too. Yeah, that th- which explains all the boob jokes, because Lauren Hutton has lovely boobs, but they're not Elvira's boobs. They're not boobs. Elvira's boobs, no, yeah. exactly. I don't think anybody's going to really top that and there it, it seemed almost way too much in that movie we'll get to that when we get to yeah that. but that was that uh, there was more of that there wasn't as many there was stuff that we called jokes in the 1980s that yes. was not necessarily that are not necessarily jokes but just guys saying boobs i'm texan boobs come fuck me that type of fucking attitude yes very prevalent throughout sex comedy schlock yeah, that very, uh, very eight, and and there's a uh, there's a, a a dose of uh, evil eighties misogyny in in one's bitten too. And homophobia, yes, of course, because of homophobia, because it's prevalent because we're uh, everyone was still so scared of AIDS, uh, and, oh, you know, yeah. and also uh, uh, and homophobic about that about that type of stuff. A lot of people were not telling about what was going on. There was a lot of yeah, just. Uh, rumors and gossip and bullshit just swarming around as far as information goes so. mm-hmm. but anyway uh the countess uh, so we open and uh on uh, once bitten with uh yeah and laura huttons that's the main that's she's top billing because jim carrey isn't jim carrey he's just not yet now he's not he's not where he's going to be in like six years from now in 1991 when he's like just the biggest thing on TV, and yeah, so he's kind of just playing a yeah, and he looks so fucking young here. He looks like he's he's saying he's twenty one to this vampire, but he's really actually just I guess a high school senior. No, they're like in, they're college in college, freshman. so they're probably freshmen, maybe sophomores. So he's yeah, eighteen, nineteen. Because he does some lying to her as well to try and puzzle. Well, they were they got they got into a bar. Yeah. So. Anyway, but uh, yeah, we start we're, we'll start from their beginning. And it opens up on the uh, on uh, on this vampire woman's home and her uh, helper Cleavon Little, who uh, who looks, is so good in 
this. He's really, he looks really, really he's good. He's a Juilliard trained actor. He's yeah. amazing. And uh, he plays a really, he plays a really great ser- a servant. Oh, Christ. He plays a really great servant. He's the, the butler. He is the butler. And they're, they've... Sebastian. They've, they're in Los Angeles. Yes, they and are. She, uh, and she is... Over 400 years old, does not look a day over like fucking 38 or something, but whatever. I think she was like 42, 43, still she looks, looks gr- great. She does not, yeah, she looks, she looks awesome for, yeah, whatever. It's Halloween time, which is great, which is nice, and uh, this will be, yeah, so this is uh, just wonderful. She's coming, uh, Cleavon Little, the assist, his assist, her assistant is uh, Sebastian, man, uh, says, Accountant's manservant uh, give, uh, wakes her up. Wakes her up from her slumber. Yes, and says, hey, "Here's some blood. We gotta get ready." I mean, yes, he pours her a literal bloody mary yeah, with a with a celery great. stick and everything, with a black rose in a vase yeah, and a and a place setting wrapped in a black napkin. It's like exactly how I. I well, I don't like bloody marys, but. I wouldn't mind being I a do. like that. Yes, you do. I uh, I would, and also, I if I if I was a vampire, I mean that's that's how you do it. You do it yeah, with alcohol. Totally. You drink blood with the alcohol, so it goes down I don't easier. Know if, I don't know. It might have, it might have just it might, it might have just been blood because you know um, you know he knocks on her white coffin and says, "Wake up, sleepyhead! It's sunset." So she drinks the uh, quote unquote Bloody Mary, and she says, mm, "Austrian peasant, early seventeen hundreds." So positive. Yeah, so I think it's just right. blood, and she's been at this so long that she can tell that she's a hoity-toity uh, vampire enough to know. She's a the blood sommelier. connoisseur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just knows yeah, what tastes song, good. Yes. <laughs> knows what she knows what tastes good she and knows, knows what what's she likes. bullshit. Yeah, exactly. And it's young boys. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. And uh, when we say young boys, we think of and uh, yeah. What if I was? Yeah, I want to. I don't know. The alcohol with the blood, if I was a vampire, would I want alcohol to just wash it away if I was a new vampire or not? I don't, I don't know. know it, really I depends. it really depends on the mythos of the film that you're talking about. Because in a lot of vampire movies, um, vampires can't ingest anything but blood. Yeah. It'll make them sick. It might kill them. They can't, you know, like an interview with a vampire, you can't drain a dead body. Yeah. It causes harm. I know in... Um, the TV show What We Do in the Shadows, if they eat food or drink anything that's not blood, they, they puke all over the place. Yeah. But they do have something that's called, um, like, liquor blood. Well, that's great. Or blood liquor. So they do have something that can get them drunk. Yeah, well, that's gay, I guess, for for vampires everywhere in Los Angeles and abroad. That's just a different mythos. Yeah, just different mythos. Amigos. Uh, uh, but... Uh, yeah, she's she's ready. She wants to, she's ready to dine. She wants uh she wants a yeah, uh, she wants a body. Well, blood. we find we find from Sebastian that it's a little over a week until Halloween and she needs the blood of a virgin. Oh, yeah. Not three virgins, just the blood just of a virgin three times before All Hallows Eve. Just, uh, it, of the same uh, we don't, we're not it's unclear whether or not it can be the same version or virgin or different. Well, well, apparently, well, yeah. apparently it can because she picks Jim Carrey and she yeah. needs to drain him three times. Yeah, it could probably probably be three different virgins, but her whole problem is that she's having trouble finding a virgin because this is L.A. in the eighties. Yeah, and no, and everyone's fucking, so it's not. So of course he has to. Uh, she has to go with younger people uh, uh, that are uh, my, 
probably not as experienced. She also mentioned uh, either earlier in the movie, but I, I, I think I wrote this down or it's stuck in my mind about like two 11 year old, uh, 11 year olds. She has to like eat or she had. The, oh, it was, that? it was okay. So she has these minions, these vampire minions of younger people that she turned a long, long time ago. And you know, they're out scouting for virgins. They couldn't find one. And the one says, you know, well, when you found me, it was 1864. Virginity was still popular. Yeah. And they're like, well, the closest thing we found was an, was an 11-year-old. And Laura Hutton rightly says, oh, don't be disgusting. Yeah, no one wants to... She won't drain children. Good no, for her. It's not, and, you know, no, I don't... I wouldn't want to fucking have any children. Eating any children. Ugh. It's, it's not good or delicious at all. Hot take, babe. Thank you. I'm against cannibalism. Vote for me. <sighs> Anti-cannibalism candidate. Uh, but... I was not I I was I was fine with it. So she's on a mission. She doesn't she's she's kind of screwed. She has to she, I would if I was her, I would go to a just a, a smaller town just to like her. Yeah, like, no. Like why are you in LA? Go to fucking Bakersfield or like Salat. I mean, not that people aren't banging all over, but you know, go to Amish country or or, yeah. or Utah. Or Utah. Well, not necessarily. I wouldn't pick Utah. They're, they're all having sex with their families, not necessarily. Or no, if they have multiple wives who you have in sex yeah, with, yeah, but family, but you know they, family members, you're wives. not supposed to, you you're know, supposed engage to. in coitus mm. until marriage, mm, yeah. unless you know you do the whole soaking bed jumping thing, mm. and that's a, yeah, that, I think that might be a newer ph- phenomenon. I yeah, don't know if they were doing that. In Mormons, the 80s. you gotta. We'll have to ask some um, Mormons, Brigham, Brigham Young alumni, BYU guys that certainly believe in marriage and also aliens. Anyway. So we cut to Jim Carrey and his girlfriend, Robin. <laughs> and they're having, uh, they're fine. They're, they're canoodling, and he wants to get it on, but she, you know, wants their first bang to be special. Not in the back of a car. And yes. he's, like, really put, he's, he's a teenage, he's an 18-year-old. He's horny, he's ready for it, he's yeah. pushing and they're more at the, than a They're should. at the point. They're at the point. They don't call it that. That's what they call it in Killer Clowns. But they're, you know, in a lot of these movies, there's a certain place where everyone goes to bang in their car, which is kind of, I would be self-conscious. Yeah, exactly. It's like, look look at Alan and uh, Trisha. They're banging in that Ford. Exactly. He gets out of his ice cream truck because I guess that's his side gig. <laughs> yeah, that was And, and also his general mode of transportation. And he gets out and he sees like a dozen other cars and they're all rocking moving, from everyone banging inside. And he's just... man ass jumping just up and down. Yeah, he's just depressed about it. Like, oh, why can't I have the sex with the lady that I like and she's not ready for it? Well, that's know, why. That's why you either say, hey, can we take a break or you don't. Yeah, it, that's what you could do. You just say, hey, I really want it and you're not will, will, ready to give it for me. Therefore, we should break up. But that's not exactly what he does. He just cools off. He gets frustrated. Like, well, and he goes to bitch to his friends, his yeah. creepo friends, Jamie and Russ. They're not good looking either. A lot of these, I mean... They're regular looking dudes. They're fine. Whatever. Okay. The one yeah. with brown hair is kind of cute. And, you know, the the blonde one, I think that one's Jamie. Yeah, Jamie. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's giving him, you know, know, he gives him, like, the worst advice ever. He says, you know, well, you know, uh, chicks have a six-year cutoff time, and, you know, if you wait that long, they don't think they need to do it. No, that's... It's like, that's... That's... That's incorrect. Not true at all. (laughs) Everybody's different. Everybody has their own timeline. Yeah, and also... (laughs) 
I don't know where you get that idea. Where where you pull that idea well, you, out of your asshole? You were asshole. a teenage boy. Don't teenage boys just make shit up and pass it along as if it's fact? Yeah, of course. But it's, you know, it just just I don't know where you get the six year th- that the I heard it from year. my older brother. Yeah, that's not anything. It, it sounds totally made up. But uh, so he wants to go bang some strange. Or he, you know, he thinks he needs to go bang some strange so that he won't have pressure with his girlfriend anymore. So he, he can take the edge with. off and not feel like, yeah, he's like, get so I can get out. banged and don't feel so, yeah, he doesn't, so he can get his stuff and not like, you know, have to worry about pressuring his girlfriend anymore. It's like, oh, yeah. I'll just have sex with some rando in a singles bar. And my gosh, the 80s singles bar. We yes, had and they go where you, where, you know, where you go to do that. Let's East check Hollywood, out, let's check Central out some Hollywood. bars in Hollywood. Central and East Hollywood, just... Uh, yeah, and Jim Carrey says, well, that's where the weirdos are. And his friend just says, because that's where the action is. Yeah, East Hollywood, where the action is. And yeah. he's the only one with the car, so they take the ice cream truck down the boulevard or wherever they are. They go through, yeah, like you said, various points in Hollywood. And it's great. We see weird stuff. We see, like, a, a bikini photo shoot that's just taking place on the street, because that totally happens. No, I don't even think that it would happen in 1985 anyway, but, you know. Well, it was, it was just kind of, you know, they created this... There were two types of Hollywood in... Well, there were a few different versions of Hollywood in 80s movies. There was, like, this version where it's, like, fantastical and crazy. Like, there's a lady in a long gold lame gown walking her pet lion down the street. Yeah. And then there's, you know, the version in, like, Valley Girl where it's where, you know, the punks and new wavers hang out and you go to, like, you know, your gnarly dungeon clubs and listen to your crazy new wave music, which is... The one I'd want to go to. And then there's, like, your version in, like, um... Oh, not Mean Streets, but what's the one with, um... Linda Blair? Linda... Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, we just we just watched a documentary with the fucking thing. Uh, uh, streets of... No, not Streets of Seduction. But, no, there's a, uh... It with the with the probably the most disgust, disturbing and disgusting rape scene I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, so badly that I don't even want to do that movie for the pod. It is so yeah, that's disgusting too. That, it, it's very do, it's very brutal. I, I if we do do it for the pod, I don't know if I want to fucking rewatch that fucking. Uh, you want to fast forward that part? Yeah, Streets of Fire, nineteen eighty four. I don't think so. Or no, or no. That's Savage Street. Streets. Savage Streets. No, god damn it. Savage Streets. However, if it if it makes you also you know, 1984. If it makes you feel any better, Linnea Quigley is fine. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, Linnea Quigley is a awesome gangster. She is in so much stuff. We got to do. Yeah, bless her. Bless her, her heart. In it. She's a so, scream queen. But yeah, and she does. Yeah, we we have to do uh, sorority babes in the slime bowl. <laughs> oh, Rama. Yes. <laughs> anyway. But, uh... Yeah, we're we're kind of, off on a tangent. Yeah. All I'm saying is, in the 80s, films portrayed Hollywood in a very, in very specific way. In many different ways. ways, there was also the grimy L.A. underground kind of... There's, like, the darker version of what uh, Once Bitten is showing, like, in other... Yeah, in Sa- in Savage Streets mm-hmm. and shit like that. There's, uh... It's... So there's all sorts of, like, exploitation and disgusting parts of dirty L- 80s L.A. that is shown in movies. And this is... Much more lighthearted. Yes. This is, uh, this, and this moves at a brisk pace. They're, so they're at the freaking club. They're at this, this club. This is a really cool singles bar. I really like the way it's set up. When I watched this, um, when I was a kid, I'm like, oh man, I hope places like that are, are real because I want to go to one when I'm old enough. Yeah. And- so, so it's just, it's a regular bar, but 
every table has a number, like a, a lit up number sign on it so that all the other tables can see all the table's numbers. And each table also has a telephone, one of those old 80s lips telephones. Yeah. Where it's red lips. I love that. So that any table can call any other table. That is and you really can cool. That is, that, they need to bring that. I'm surprised they haven't brought that fucking back. But. Yeah, this is, this is like, you know, proto Tinder sort of thing. Yeah. But your pool is just the people that you have Are actual physical access to. Yeah, which is an interesting, again, a really interesting idea that I wouldn't be surprised if they brought that back with an app. You know, you walk into some fucking Yeah, it's called Grinder. No, no, it's not that. I'm just saying, no, I meant like connect it to a restaurant or to a club. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. To app for an app to uh, connect your Tinder to whatever fucking hot uh, place you're headed to. Yeah, like people, or, like, they check into the bar, the club, or whatever. On Tinder or on whatever. Well, it would have to be like its own app, and thing. you can kind of see who's around. I don't know, that might get a little creepo, though. Yeah, well, it's already fucking, this is already fucking disgusting creepo. Yeah. You're already, you, but it's, you're different types of You have of a profile, shit. and you can see who's there, and people can text like, hey, you want to dance? Can I buy you a drink or whatever? And you can block them, and that's like a no yeah, and, and also, take the no, just take it and deal with it. Yeah, and also, uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's true. You, you could you could do uh, you could do that. That could be that. It could be really. really Everyone helpful. would have to really agree to respect the rules. Yeah, and <laughs> that's not a thing anybody does anymore. Uh, and Jamie, who thinks he's a ladies' man, he always has, you know, they, they get a call, yeah. and he always uses, he uses the same line like three or four times throughout the film. <laughs> it's said, such a terrible line. It does not, it should not work on any woman, let alone, yeah. It's just like, yeah, I enjoy surfing, candlelit dinners, and Tolstoy. I don't believe that. No. You no know, you're a mature enjoys... person, I'm, a, no one enjoys, enjoys Tolstoy. Well, no one enjoy. I mean, you can enjoy it, but, you know, you're not throw. I mean, this isn't. Har- this isn't fucking Harvard. We're in the dirty part of East Hollywood. We're not throwing out, you know, Tolstoy is not a one way to ticket to a woman's vagina, at least. Yeah, but, they're, you know, they're they're college students. They're trying to be impressive. Yeah, well. Just, so it just says... Oh, Norman a- Mailer, maybe. But oh, I got, I got, I'm, I'm sorry, I got the, I got the names wrong. This is Russ. Yeah, I Russ was, is I was mixed one. up by the, um... The IMDb credit photos because the other one, does, Jamie, doesn't have one. He says, yeah, hi, I'm Russ. I'm a Sagittarius. I enjoy surfing, candlelit dinners, and Tolstoy. Listen, I'm a mature person and you're a mature person, so why don't we just skip all the bullshit, get rid of our inhibitions, and do what we really want to do? Have sex. I, I'm sure that works all the time. Uh-huh. Especially when you say have sex at the end of the sentence. It's, uh, it, dude, it's just like, if you're trying to hit on somebody, just... Be yourself and be a normal person. Don't come up with a don't, line. Don't do lines. Lines risen, risen with a line is not going to help you out. With uh, if you it, have riz, you don't need lines. Yeah, exactly. If you have the if you have the riz, the made up thing that is it's a charisma, but riz, you don't. You're not saying lines. You're talking to a woman and she's if, continuing. If, you're, if you are charismatic, yeah, you can play off the other person and you don't have to come off all rehearsed because it, it it's fake. And Jim Carrey doesn't need to do any lines because A, he's Jim Carrey, and B, he has a vampire right uh, who's now has his her fucking eyes, you know, locked. Well, okay, her. okay, we More we do have to talk about this bit though. Yeah, we do. So Russ gets invited to another table. Yeah, and he goes, and uh, thanks, uh, nineteen eighty-five. Yes, it is. It is a man in a dress and a wig. Oh yeah. There, th- 
there's so much of this, and I don't know what, I mean, bad, bad, bad comedy. It's just like, Ugh. I know, like, it's supposed it's, to be a joke in and of itself, and, you know, Russ is, he, he's not, he could be worse. He's just like, um, are you a man? And, you know, the person yeah, this, says, does it, you know, does it matter? Hey, for some people, it might not. It might not, exactly. But you're, it's, it, You never know what people are going to be into, but of course it's the 80s, so he has to freak out and bail. When you could just say, like, not my thing. No, Sorry. see you later. I, I'm not, uh... Although yeah, I, can, no I, I can kind of understand it being a surprise. It's a complicated thing that... But they, that they, are, don't, they don't treat it with any sort of delicacy. No, no, as no. they're that going our, to... This our is, trans friends have to yeah. deal with on a regular basis Do, with dating. And I know that's complicated for them. Are, and people just need to be sensitive. Yeah. And don't be an asshole. And it's And, and that, that's literally the rule. Don't yeah, be an asshole. That's, that's really the overall thing. If, even if you're sure about not sure about pronouns or frustrated or angry ask. about it, just ask if you're curious and they'll, and they'll say, hey, I want just... Say this, and, th- and then you just—it's just a small recalibration. It's just, and it just—it frustrating, and you know the basic. You know when people are uh, feel fear, they they fucking act out in anger, and I'm glad that they didn't have anger or that. I'm glad there wasn't and, yeah, violent. And, and he, did, and he didn't seem super grossed out or anything. Just like, oh, I didn't expect this. It was yeah, just, kind just of a like surprise. a surprise rather than just like an unpleasantness or just like. So it could have been. It could have. It wasn't not a great joke. Could have been handled better. Could have been handled worse. 1985. What are you gonna do? Yeah, it's not, and it's not. Uh, it's it's fine. It's it just it's it's stupid. It's stupid, it's just, it's and so, it's a lazy it's joke so, to do. It, you're right. It's lazy, and it's so prevalent, and it's just. I'm so glad that we're. And that, uh, and I they hope. and with that joke, it isn't. I don't want to defend the movie too much, but it isn't. A, it isn't malicious. It isn't outright malicious. Malicious. Yeah, but it, it isn't been great. A lot worse. It, it could have been much worse, and it could have been handled much uh, much better. And, uh, but it, it's, it's so on the nose, <laughs> the man. Well, it's like, oh, Hollywood, where the weirdos are. <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah, they're wearing the clothes they feel comfortable in. What a weirdo. Yeah. She's wearing Dolce Gabbana and she has a penis. I'm freaked out. You know, that idea about, like, that, which is stupid. Just relax, just relax. It's just another human being who's just different from you. Fucking asshole. But, uh, yeah. So their, their table phone rings again, and he answers, oh, studs are us. Yes. So it's Lauren Hutton calling from the bar. She wants to have a drink with Jim Carrey. She asks for him specifically. Mm-hmm. She has a vibe on him. Oh, my. This guy might not have had sex yet. Uh, no, I don't think any of them have. No. He's just the one she chose, I guess, because the other one's creepy. The Jamie's one, kind of, desperate. like, fidgety and weird. Yeah. And... Jim Carrey just seems kind of nervous and normal. That's my. All guess. of them are desperate. Yeah, but yeah, that's. But yeah, eighteen-year-old uh, boys. Uh, th- Pre-Tinder, eighteen-year-old boys. Ugh. Actually, I don't know how boys. well Tinder it's works for eighteen-year-old boys. It yeah. kind of that probably depends on a multitude of factors. Eighteen-year-old boys, or that's a phrase that. Wow. Okay. Um. Oh, and I noted. Oh, so he's he walks over to the bar. He's nervous and he preens with his hair and stuff. Yeah. It's kind of cute. It's very nice. Um. Oh, and I noticed that right on the side of the bar. There's um a dec- you know um a, a decoration or something of a giant telephone and it's like oh because it's a phone bar yeah. I get it that's a cute little detail yeah it, there are some there's some clever production design some clever writing and a lot in yeah lot Lauren Hutton's house is beautiful yeah oh my god <laughs> so many great uh, unlike previous movies with 
other artwork we could uh, we've described in the past. Uh, this is a it's a beautiful home. Oh, what like Terror Vision? <laughs> is yeah. that what you were thinking of? Yeah, which also has a uh, like a a um, a reverse uh, or a a parody Elvira or whatever. Oh yeah, 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 yeah it that, does. Yeah. Anyway, but um, yeah, she kind of picks him out and kind of says, "Okay, I'm going to put my eyes set right on you." So she gives him her glass of champagne, and she introduces herself as the Countess. Ooh. I'm going to start introducing myself like that. Okay. Um, no offense to Luann, but it's just kind of... Oh, 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 that's right. So she already has that. I can't take it. I'll, I'll be... I do can't do. you want. I can't do Duchess either. Fergie took that. I'll find something. Sure. Sure I'll you find will. Something. I'm sure you will. The... Very wonderful. So she's wearing a super low-cut black dress, so of course he checks out her boobs, can't help it. And, you know, he says that he's 21, which he has to say because they got into the bar, and she's like, oh, I'm older than you think. He doesn't doesn't care. It's like Milforama. I'm I'm for this. Milforama? Yeah. Milforama at the bowl-o-rama. But, uh... Oh so God. his friends are there at their table talking to two older women. So like I said, Milfarama, these dudes are up for it. Yeah. Like great. age is not Good an issue you. with them. Yeah. And okay. then the, this older dude, you know, bald dude, comes up and he calls one of the women a pedophile. And he makes a whole scene. He says, filth, that's what this is, filth. Apparently yeah. she she wrote a, um, she has love letters that he found. I get, I'm imagining it's her husband and she's cheating and you know, he freaks out, he pulls a gun, and then someone in the bar says, oh, it happens all the, this happens all the time. You know, Hollywood. Yeah, where that's the weirdos all, are. The, all the time, where the weirdos are. Yeah. So, well, unfortunately, that is more common than it was in the 80s. Mm, and it's, yes, more it guns is, are pulled it, out. It is actually something that we have to think about, which mm. is bullshit. I've thought about it. So the bar clears. Everybody gets out. Uh... Jim Carrey and Lauren Hutton, they bail together. They go into her limo, driven by Sebastian. Yes. And he's like, oh, but what What about my ice cream truck? And Sebastian's like, like hey, I know where it's parked. Don't worry about it. So it's like, okay, they've been totally staking him out. Yes, they have. Yes. Um, <laughs> the friends get cuffed by a couple of lady cops, and they're like, oh... So I guess we are getting lucky tonight type well, thing. And it's like, up. no, you're getting arrested. You're which, getting arrested. Which so I don't really know. I don't know why weapon. arrests are being made for anyone except the guy who brandished the weapon. Well, no, it's it, 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 uh, you could uh, consider that uh, you could jump on the idea like, oh, they're all 18. They shouldn't be in this fucking bar. Oh, so okay, okay. Uh, that makes sense for the fake IDs. Okay, yeah, got it. For the underage. Yeah, exactly. Or being underage to be in a bar for the fake IDs. So, yeah. But other than that, yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they go back to her, her place. Indeed oh they do. And, and uh, you know, Sebastian, I, I love I love his character so much. Yeah. I think he's my favorite character in this. Great, yeah. He's kind of like a Hollywood, except less flamboyant as in Mannequin. Yeah. Um, and he's like, anything you need, food, drinks, a bib. <laughs> I don't know if that's like a reference to his age or the fact that she's going to be drinking his blood. Yeah. Uh, probably the the second one. And I was just kind of like, yeah, well, okay, if it was the first one, I'm kind of like, well, isn't this pretty much her M.O.? Yeah, that's what she does. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, Lauren, Lauren Hunt, she's 42 uh, during the, you know, when this movie comes out, so that gives me hope <laughs> that you can still look like that at 42. Yeah. And he, you know, he talks about her house, it's this bitchin' mansion, um... 
And he's like, wow, this is a great place. And she's like, oh, yeah, the previous owner slaughtered his family and then hung himself. And Jim Carrey's just like, oh, you must have got it cheap. And she's like, yeah, except for the cleaning bill. Yeah. But he's feeling weird. He's getting a weird vibe, as he should. Yeah. Um, But he just says, he's like, I have to ask, are you a prostitute? And that's understandable. I mean, like, honestly, that's well, he, a bit understandable. Well, he, well, he's kind of like, why are you picking me and bringing me to your place? I'm just me. I'm so just I, so a, I, so you know, a hapless uh, wannabe uh, sex freak. I'm yeah, yeah, he's not asking it in any sort of mean way. Mean, grossed out way or anything. He's being completely genuine. And she says, you know, I'm whatever you want me to be. Oh, and he says, good, because I only have $5. <laughs> So, sad, so I think so, so. That was his concern. Well, yeah, but also, but it's also so, like, how are you going to buy anything at the bar, or, or, yeah. or even for yourself? I mean, I know things were cheaper in '85, but that's going to get you what a couple of beers. Yeah, at the most, and then like <laughs> that's not that's nothing, and then you're like out for the rest of the night, and you should have gone to an ATM, but then show that. Well, he's an ice cream man. I don't, I don't, I don't know how much money he has. And a I don't student. how much. Uh, all right, topnotchnonsensepod at gmail.com if you are a ice cream man. I saw one recently. Yeah, I know. Uh, uh, and, oh, I don't know that, but fanta- I know that. Yeah, now. it was playing the music and everything. You don't see them too much anymore. That's okay, cool. And uh, it, how much do you make if you're an ice cream man? Or if you were an ice cream man in the 1980s? Or if you're an ice cream woman. Or if you're just if ice you cream. Ice- if you're just fluid ice cream. And you're, you're, if you're fluid and your name is Ice Cream, tell us, how do you sell yourself? I want to meet Ice Cream and hear about that. Anyway, she asks him what he wants to drink. He says, whatever you're having. And she's like, mm, don't think so. So she pours him a glass of white wine. Can't drink my own blood. So she, she's out. Oh, this is great. She's out looking for Sebastian. She knows where he is. She says, Sebastian, come out of the closet. He says, I came out of the closet centuries ago. Good for you, man. That must have been hard at that time. Yeah, at any time. Goddamn, centuries ago? Yes, being a a black gay man 300 years ago must have been extremely difficult. Yeah. yeah. However many centuries ago, it's still probably hard. Yeah, exactly. No, exactly. If you're a black gay man who's also a vampire, my gosh. It's going to be your, it's easier now than it was probably in the year 635 or however long. 635. I mean, that we're getting into the Crusades and that's like a whole thing. And then you're like, eh, we're crusading. Yes. So Jim Carrey, you know, con- oh, oh uh, no, Sebastian, he compliments her, tell her, you know, tells her that she looks great. She puts on, he puts more lipstick on her, which is, which is kind of nice. And it's purple lipstick. I don't think I could get away with that. And she says, oh, I feel young again. And he says, and so you shall be. So, oh, in Lauren Hutton's mansion, she has a naked painting of herself, a full length, like a life-size naked painting of of herself. I wonder how, how much that would cost to commission that because I want one. Of you? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, why not? Sure. Great. I'll, I'll after after I work out for a while, and then I can, you know, look back and remember. Yes, I'll call up some painters now. Okay. Um, and he's all, you know, he's he's touching the naked painting boobs. 
Yeah, as you do. As You're an 18 year old guy. First of all, don't touch other people's paintings. I think it's bad. Yeah, especially paint. the painting's boobs. That's well, a no no. Oh, no, it's just very a, against art. If it's an old painting, it's, I think it's bad for the materials. Yes, exactly. But also, and he, yeah, he, she comes back and he, you know, she sees him doing that and he gets all like, ah, but she's totally fine. And he's like, ah, oh, did they do that over at the shopping mall? I don't think he's so. such a suburban child, and she says, "Child again." He's eighteen. Can we stop saying "child"? I mean, like maybe in the mind, he's naive, but child, God. Okay, conjures fine. Up, I think you, you're forgetting how old you are. Eight year old. I am thirty nine. I'm going to be thirty nine in November. I know how old I am. And he's. Oh, I'm sorry, Lauren Hort. Lauren Hutton says, no, that was done a long time ago in Europe, because of course it was. She's yeah, a vampire. I don't think that anybody, even in L.A. in 1985, is able to pull off that type of artistry when it comes to, you know, painting boobs. I'd blonde. call bullshit on that. Oh, oh maybe, I don't know. I I'm sure know. there are many, many talented painters Boob that can painters. paint tits. Okay, Why good. not? Okay, like, I'm just saying... Like, the, um, the, your friend who did our logo, I'm sure yeah. he could paint boobs if he wanted okay. to. I, mean, I know he can. I've seen pictures of his, of his paintings of boobs. Really? Boobs. Vampire boobs. Boobs. Um, so we find out Jim Carrey's in uni. <laughs> yeah. Because um, they're getting to know each other. He says he's studying to be an, electro, an electrical engineer... Um, and he's working on the acid rain problem again. Very eighties. Congratulations! It worked. Yeah, apparently there's no that's more acid fixed. rain. It's now. Well, we don't hear about it anymore. No, it, I mean, if it does, it just the acid rain just falls on a duck or some other fucking animal, and you don't hear about it. Oh, okay. You don't. It's not written about in the New York Times or the Washington Post. And that's where all the news is. Yeah. So she starts, you know, canoodling with him, kissing his neck and stuff. And he kind of freaks out and he covers his crotch with a pillow. He's like, this is too much. Like, he wants to bang, but this is too much for him. Okay, I have a relationship question about this. Now, do you think this is kind of a abhor- uh, Do you consider them on a break? Or do you think this no. is kind of abhorrent? They didn't talk about that at all. Yeah, exactly. So there's no... So he's actually... Well, it's, it, it, I know. It's kind of like, okay, is it is it guilt? Is it weird because it's this seasoned older woman that's and he's not used to the woman being the aggressor? Is he just actually, you know, horny but not really ready for sex? It could be lots of things. It's probably a combination of all he's three. He's not really... But, but I think it's mainly just supposed anyway. to be funny. No, he, he shouldn't, shouldn't be... He shouldn't have been at the singles bar anyway. Because he's well, unrealistic. I think he went because his friends were bugging him, but he didn't really plan on doing anything. No, no. But he's not. He, I mean, you know, he's he got hit. This is what happens. That's when you're why. Not that's a why team. the whole like cops had to come in and they had to clear out together thing happened, so that Jim Carrey can end up at her place. But he's still likable. Yeah, he's still very likable. By the way, I well his character. His character. Whatever. So he's not trying to be bad. We have to care about what happens to him. Yes, it's just uh, I would not. I would not do that. And just anyone better you know, not. I, why would I do that, Miranda? I'm not worried about it. Um, <laughs> but he's just trying. He's just jibber jabbering, trying to, you know, kind of avoid the seemingly inevitable. And he's, um, you know, he asked, you know, if she if she decorated the place herself. She's like, yeah, you know, just things I've collected over the years. And he's like, oh, that's great. You know, most people don't do things, but you do. You you're a doer. <laughs> and he's like, thank you. And she's like moving down to his crotchal region and she's like oh i have a pic of my fa- i have a picture of my family in my wallet uh you can take a look while you're down there and i have some lifesavers in the other pocket 
Because she's taking his pants off. He's so fucking... uh, He's just not ready. He's very... No, not ready. He's very uncomfortable. So she bites his leg and he yells. Ah! Oh, right. And right there. That's that's where it's... uh, It's it's right, right in that leg. Right above... Right below the crotch area. Yes, indeed. Yeah, we find out why later. Mm, Um, So then we see Sebastian telling all the cronies um, that Jim Carrey will be joining them for Halloween. And he says, you know, these are the 1980s, not the age of innocence. Yes. Nice Edith Wharton shout out there. Yes. There's a lot. Yeah, this this movie is smarter than I thought it was going to be. There, there's some references here that with actual intelligence. And, yeah, uh, so all the cronies, they get into all these different types of coffins, fancy ones, wicker ones. One of the vampires sleeps with a stuffed Bugs Bunny. Because she took these these poor kids' youth from them. So he still needs his bugs to go to sleep during the day. Understood. And then we cut to Jim Carrey sleeping on the couch um, in his just in his button-up and boxers. After she, oh, after she bit all the buttons off of his shirt. Yeah, again. So his shirt is the, open. Yeah, that's not... Don't do that. Don't ruin a shirt like that. Well, that's buttons are easy to sew back on. I mean, is that a hot move? Is it a hot move? I get, I mean, it depends. I don't, I don't think, I mean, it depends on how much you care about your shirt and how passionate and how well, much you Well, she likes using her person. teeth. Yes. Okay, great. Yeah. And, you know, Sebastian asks, you know, how was he? And she says, oh, delicious. I haven't had anything this pure since the Vienna Boys Choir was in town. Yeah. I don't know wild. how often they visit LA, but. Yeah. Well, it, <laughs> Vienna Boys Choir, meet the Beverly Hills Boys Choir. And, or I don't know when that would happen. Let's. No, they have that. Yeah. They they go and competing boys choirs. Yeah, they you know they'll sing like Hanukkah in Santa Monica. Hanukkah during, in Santa yes, Monica. During, Holy during, shit! Ho- during the holidays, things like that. Yes. Oh, I don't want to hear the boys singing Hanukkah in Santa Monica. I've literally the most I've, Jewish place on earth, Santa Monica. I've literally heard that sung by kids in a museum, home of Stephen Miller, during a holiday show. Yeah. So I just, so I didn't make that up. That's real. <laughs> That's a cool thing, Hanukkah in Santa Monica. Yeah. Let's go. Let's let's. So Sebastian brings Jim Carrey some orange juice, and he and Lauren Hutton sit on the couch. He says he doesn't remember the night before, but he had a, he. They couldn't use the brand name Capri Sun, but he said, you know, what? he's like, you know, those foil pouches with the juice inside, and you stick a straw in, and you suck all the juice out. I had a dream I was one of those. <laughs> well, you were. Yeah, exactly. Congratulations, buddy. God damn, man. And she's just like, well, she. he was just like, oh, how was it? And she's like, well, let's just say you earned your juice. And he's just like, oh, I can't believe it finally happened. Did I enjoy it? Which is kind of rapey. What? Like, she didn't actually do it to him, but yeah. it's like, can you imagine, like, your first time, and it's like, oh, I have no idea what happened. That's kind of, that's, yeah. like, in great. the 80s, they might think that that was kind of amusing, especially because it's, it's happening to a guy, but it's... That's that's not amusing. It's it's bad. Don't do that to people. Yeah, not it's not good. Not saying it's I'm not saying it's good. I'm saying it's the opposite of good. Well, yeah, you want to remember it. Here we go. But it's, so she says she wants to see him again. But yeah, it, is the uh, would you take? Oh, is it blood rape or is it, it if you're Ooh, if that you're a vampire? Awful. If you are a vampire and you knock some fucking eighteen year old kid into the dirt into your couch. And then just suckle his fucking his fucking thigh and just you know take the blood from his thigh. 
uh, without him knowing and him thinking it's sex is that blood rape. Like you're taking first of all, I never blood from him before you. Be, that first he of all, I never want to hear that term ever again. Blood rape. Oh my god. Yeah, but it's not good. I'm not saying I, it's I good. Think, I think I it's think a, that's a I possibility of what she was doing. I, well, that's definitely what she did. Yeah, but blood I think rape. there's pro. God damn it, Michael. <laughs> but I think there's another word for it. But blood I don't rape. know what that word is. Stop it. <laughs> She did the BR on him, and it wasn't great, and you shouldn't do blood rape. I like to rhyme. That's why I anyway, we're moving sing Rosemary on. in time. <laughs> Lauren Hutton says she wants to see him again. Yes. But he tells her he comes clean and says He's, he has a girlfriend. Good for you. You're being somewhat moral. And she says, oh, I don't mind. I've been the other woman before. And he, he just <laughs> says, oh, well, that's unselfish of you. <laughs> What a great fucking yeah. lines in this. It's a very interesting discussion. Between yeah. So they're outside now. Like Sebastian showed him where you know they brought his ice cream truck to him, yeah. which was nice. And uh, he said, Jim Carrey says to Sebastian, "Later, blood." I know that's supposed to be funny because vampires. I know that was a thing. Yeah. African Americans said to each other. It was ju- it was so cringy. Yeah, Jesus Christ. And, and, ju- and also, if the look in- Sebastian gives him is like he's like, oh, you must be joking. Yes, and also the Bloods and the Crips were probably a thing in 1985, so maybe that's what it's also probably, referencing, I, as well as you know the vampire. No, I don't. Or, I don't or, think it was referencing that at all. It was general slang. General uh, hip, yeah, slang. Yes, <laughs> it, it might that might have come from. The gang. I don't know. I'd have to look. I'd have to look into the etymology of that as a, as a slang term. Yeah. Um. Oh, but then it's like okay, he's still a good guy. Um, yeah. I mean, well, considering he, well, he, he hand, well after you know being he's, he's, a, he's a nice person. He ha- he hands them each a popsicle from his ice cream truck, Again. and he says, "Start your day off with a smile." Which yeah. okay, after, okay, you just think you cheated on your girlfriend, but I can't help but think that that's a very Truman Show sweet move. Yeah, that's, I, it is nice. I, yeah, I, I don't know. That just, that just kind of gets me. That's, that's just, it's a I sweet know. thing. It's a kind and wonderful thing to do to I someone know. who just gave you your fucking car back after you've been taken to the the woman's house. Yeah, he really had a night. Right. Yeah, so it's not. But of, but of course, you know, they're vampires. They don't eat popsicles, so they just drop them on the floor. That's the, yeah, but I was hoping I was going to, yeah. I was hopefully to see some vampires sucking on some fucking ice cream, but apparently we do not get that. No, we didn't get that. I wish they would have. It would have been nicer, but it's the whole thing where maybe they can't eat food. But then Lauren Hutton says as he's leaving, remember, part of you belongs to me now, which can have a few different meanings. Well, yeah, but mostly, mostly the blood that she has in her body. Yes, exactly. So, um, Jim Carrey, he's in the cafeteria at his uni. And he orders what's apparently as usual because we saw him order one earlier in the film where his friends work at a burger joint and he's like, ah, that's not well done enough. And he's like, and his friend's like, let's practically burn. And he's like, no, burn it more. So we know that he likes burnt hamburgers. You do you. Yeah. So yeah, he's in the cafeteria. He orders apparently as usual. He, he literally says to the cafeteria lady, burned hamburger, please. <laughs> <laughs> but then but then he's like, oh, wait. That can, was wrong. But then he's like, oh, wait, can I have one of those uncooked ones? So they had to establish that so that we know that he's eating raw meat now and he's changing. By the way, uh, what up blood means to say hello to anyone 
wearing the obvious blood color or oh so that is related that sa- makes sense. it's also salutations of affection usually used you know to a close member or family so it's one of those two things oh that but, makes sense okay so like yeah family members so it's that sort of relationship does it say when that started no uh, uh not that i can not that I could really see. It's just a very old. Um, I was looking up a union uh, urban dictionary. Oh, or, say, okay, urban, because yeah. that's always correct. Well, it is when it cut when you say "What up, blood?" How about don't say it. that? I'm not going. To, I just said it once. I'm reading from what it says. What up, blood? So he goes to sit with his pals, and oh my gosh! So it must be Russ, the creepo guy. He's wearing a sweatshirt that says. Freelance gynecologist. That is the stupid. That's really stupid and not real. Fairly gross. Yeah, can you tell me if this is a polyp or not? Mm, I no, I can't. Yeah, I'm not good. I I didn't say I was a good. I don't even know if vaginal polyps are a thing. Vaginal polyps are they a thing? Doctors. No, but that sounds like a a great punk band name. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, Email us, are vagina polyps a thing? Topnotchnonsensepod at gmail.com. Let's move on. Like, let's not. Let's not. Um, or, or I don't even want to know about that. I, I would like to know. Oh, goodness. Okay. So they ask if he feels different after doing it, and Jim Curry says, you know, hey, it was a big mistake. I was so drunk, I don't remember much. And, um, he, you know, and then he says, uh, if you're so interested in my sexual fa- failures, why don't you go have a few of your own? Fucking burn, Yeah, dude. that's a great, that's a great fucking burn. Yeah. And um, Rob and his girlfriend overhears that, and of course, she's pissed. Mm, yeah, as she should be. You, totally. She, you got blood raped, and you didn't tell her about it. You know, you thought that you had delicious, you know, awesome, you know. Lauren Hutton sex. Lauren Hutton sex, when you just were blood raped. And it's not, and you could, and it, also don't tell, yeah, you're, your girlfriend's not going to be happy with that because she didn't say, hey, I'm going to have sex with a vampire tonight. I hope you're okay with that. Well, that's clear communication. Yeah, it's clear communication and clear consent. But again, Lauren Hutton, the the main woman vampire, didn't give, uh, didn't, uh, Jim Carrey didn't consent to Lauren Hutton. Vampires are not about consent, babe. Miranda, I know that. I've read books. You've read books? Important ones. Okay. About vampires. So she's like, oh, well, where'd you meet her? A 7-Eleven? A bowling alley? Which, you know, maybe. Who knows? Um, but he's, he's like, no, you know, we went out to a bar in Hollywood. And she's like, you went home with a woman you met at a bar in Hollywood? You didn't make love to her, did you? So she didn't hear Oh, my God. Everything. Are you fucking serious? I went home with a vet. I went home with a woman uh, from, uh, from a bar in Hollywood. No, I didn't have sex with her, honey. I, I just sat on her couch and looked at and stared at her eyes and did nothing. When he says, you know, I don't remember. I remember she bit the buttons off my shirt, and the next thing I know, Sebastian is bringing me orange juice. She's like, who's Sebastian? She's she's like, and he's, you know, says, the butler. And she's like, you're going to throw everything away for a chauffeur and a butler and a slut who eats buttons? Mm. Which is a great line. That's a slut who eats buttons. Yeah. She gives him his ring back, and he says, well, what am I supposed to do with it? She says, use your imagination. Mm. Uh, uh, gentlemen, find your guys. Uh, find your uh, a woman who will eat buttons. Do we have to swallow them? No, you know, just spit it. It'll just, just. Uh, she did. She just spit them all out. Yeah, she, you could, you could sp- spit them all out, but you know, don't spit them in our face after you bite them off of our our. our Ouch! Our, yeah, that's not cool. So now we see Jim Carrey. He's wearing shades in class. 
a la The Lost Boys. Again, we know he's changing. Oh my. And the teacher asks what he's doing, and he's like, I'm dissecting this frog. And the teacher says, but you're not in this class. And he's like, I'm not? <laughs> That's a great lie. I'm not? And she's like, what? no, he's never been to lab before. So he puts the organ he was looking at back in the frog and says, eh, still good. And he leaves. <laughs> he leaves. And I like that we, that we see some, we see a lot of, burgeoning Jim Carrey here. Like, yeah. he had already found his voice. He kind of knows his deal. He's He did a De Niro impression. In the, he, oh, he that happens this, a bit later. Yeah. Bit later. yeah. But, yeah so this is, I believe, pre... This is 85, so this has to be pre and Living Color. Yeah, and Living Color, I believe, was early 90s late, or late 80s. Yeah, it might have been 89. It might have been 89, if I'm not mistaken, because... Uh, 90, you're right. 90, yeah. It's... Yeah. Uh, so and, the, and there was Earth Girls Are Easy, which I want to say is 88. Yeah, I think that is true. Let me see here. Which is another one we're probably going to do. Yes, we need to do some Julie Brown. But, uh, I... I Gina Davis, 88. Yes, I, 88. Was, I was correct. Oh, same year as the movie we're going to discuss yes. next. But, yeah. Um, so, Jim Carrey's not home. His dad finds him sleeping in a trunk in his room. His dad says, what are you doing in there? Jim Carrey says... Sleeping. Taking a nap. Taking a nap. And his dad's like, okay, he's like, your mom thinks you should see a doctor. You've been awfully pale lately and you haven't been sleeping. We can hear you pacing all night. Jim Carrey says, whose, na whose character name is Mark, but he's fucking Jim Carrey. It's Jim Carrey. No, we're not going to remember. It, you know, he tells his dad, yeah, I'm fine. Robin and I are having problems. And his dad says, okay, just get a good night's sleep in a bed to make your mother feel better. Please act like a human being instead of a wannabe vampire. Yes. It's nice that he does have a makeshift coffin he can use, though. Yeah, that's nice. And it's, they it's just also have a random-ass trunk in your room. And also, you have decent parents. You have parents that he give a have, fuck about you. Wow. He, he does have decent parents in this. We don't see a lot of them, but they seem but okay. But they actually are, like, worried about him and, like, questioning what his transformation is throughout this movie when he goes into a fucking, turn into a fucking vampire, but yeah. So he does sleep in his bed, and he dreams of having champagne with Lauren Hutton. They're wearing all black, of course. Ooh. It's an all-white background. There's clear, possibly glass chairs that they're sitting in at this little round table. Jim Carrey takes a cigarette. He pulls them out of a silver case. They already have holders on them, which is classy as fuck. You know, considering cigarettes aren't, Class. yeah, aren't classy. But, you know. That's fine. It, it was in the 80s. Um... And his lighter doesn't work, so Lauren Hutton reaches across and lights them with her thumb, and he gives her one of the cigarettes from his mouth, and she fondles his crotch with her foot under the table. They kiss. Sebastian walks by playing an accordion, and the camera pans over to see that she has um, she has dripping blood from her mouth, yeah. and then he wakes up. I know this is supposed to be a light thing, but this is just a small criticism that I had throughout the movie. I wish Jim Carrey questioned more about what, how, about who she is a little earlier and more consistently. It's like, how did you, how were you able to get fucking fire from your fucking fingernail, from your fucking finger? It was a dream, babe. Yeah, I, but, oh shit, why did I fucking fuck that up? God damn it. But still, that my, my point stands. I don't know why he no, wasn't a little, it doesn't? I oh, it doesn't? So. I don't think God so, God damn it. My point doesn't stand. All right, let's move on. It Fuck. lies. It lies flat like a rug, baby. He just thinks she's some random 
old, older, hot, rich woman who takes boys home and bangs them. Yeah, but that again, that's that's Ghislaine Maxwell type of fucking. No, no, well, no, it's not. He, it, he said he, he was twenty-one. Okay, great. He's she's still looking. She's still looking for a virgin to fucking uh, to fucking you know. Yeah, she doesn't bang. Take advantage yet. of, but yeah, okay. She just wants the blood. Okay, fine, blood right. But yeah, that's it's not it's not. So then we see um, we're at school again, and Robin and her friends. It's kind of weird. They walk in front of this really obvious um, backdrop of mountains. I'm not sure why. And you know they're talking about Mark, and it's like, what has Mark done to his hair? I think it's cute. He looks slick. It's slick backed hair. Yeah, it's all, all slick back. So yeah, he's getting different. Getting uh, '80s biker esque type of yes. like I'm a badass and I'm. And then, and then Mark does come along, and you know, then the friends leave, and he talks to Robin, says, "I tried to call you ten times," and he kind of gives the vibe. He's like, "But I was, I was drunk. I don't remember anything." Basically, saying it didn't count. Not the case. Not a good. And also, not a good excuse. No, absolutely not. <laughs> it didn't count. Shut up. Yeah, That's you not went real. to a strange woman's home, but this really irked me. Um, Robin kind of blames herself for making him so frustrated. Puke. Either he either he can handle himself or he can't. You know. Yeah. Well, you, that's you what decide. that's what some women do. They blame themselves for men's fuck ups. Hashtag feminism. I've heard about it. I've read about it on Reddit and in the papers. Well, you know, and Jim Carrey just says, "Yay, yeah, you know, I'm I'm a teenager. I'm supposed to make mistakes." Okay. Okay. Well, that's not. And he says, Fine. you know, you're a teenage girl, you're, suppo- you're supposed to say no, and I'm supposed to get mad. Okay, I get that that happens, and that's probably pretty common, but you're it's thinking. not a great dynamic. But with with younger people, your cerebral cortex isn't fully formed, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and hormones are, are raging. Yeah, shit gets fucked up and highly emotional. Yeah. As, but it's not a great, healthy is, dynamic. Yeah, it's not. It's not a healthy dynamic. Honestly, I think once this happened, they should have broken up. They should have, like, they should have broke broken up and had some like time apart rather than. Yeah, probably, but that wouldn't be good for the movie. No. And then, but Robin does say, "He's like, you make this sound like the '50s." Okay. It's like, okay, you might, y'all might want to process that. You might want to talk about your feelings. Which is help. Which is helpful, especially in a burgeoning. Relation. Apparently, they've been together for six years. But though. still, you know that you should have the communications open and honest by that uh, with that am- amount of time in putting that much of time in. However, yeah. you know, adolescence. Yeah. So that means weird. like that you were dating since you were like fucking twelve or some bullshit. I don't know. That yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, so that that actually that would be weird if if what the friend said was true. It's like, ah, oh, we've been dating since middle school. It's like, hey, you might want to branch out a bit and learn a bit more about yeah, yourself. Yeah, so and no, and, and not that I'm trying to defend her, but uh, defend him, but Jim Carrey's character, Jim Carrey going off and, like, having sex with a, a MILF that actually wants him rather than have to deal with, like, uh, I, uh, from an evil uh, men's point of view, I can slightly understand why he would want to, you know, have sex with a MILF after, like, edging and being denied for, like, uh, I wouldn't say six years of trying to fuck, whatever, but, you know, being in a long-term relationship and nothing physical happening, and or at least being shut down for, like, Well, it's a like, it's like either you can handle it or you can't, and or if you, you can't, can't move break on. up with her. Yeah. yeah. And break up with her, which is what you should have fucking did, did before you went to that goddamn or if, singles or if Or if it's worth it. You know, make out with her, go home and jerk off. You know, just do what you need do to do to handle do. it. Yeah. To be a more responsible, 
18-year-old Jim Carrey in this fucking vampire movie. What the fuck? What is wrong with you? Naughty, naughty boy. So we go back back to Lorna and then Sebastian. We find out that she's 390 years old. Sebastian Sebastian says 400 if you're a day. Ouch. Ow. That's a little rough. And he says, you know, you'll feel better after Mark gives you your second transfusion. And Lauren Hutton, you know, she's just thinking about back in the day. She's like, life used to be so simple. To get a good meal, all you had to do was go into a field and pick up a shepherd or two. <laughs> Sebastian says, remember the look of terror in a peasant's eyes? Yes, You know, back then people respected the power of a vampire. Yeah. And Lauren Hutton says, this is a great part, think we can go find Mark? <laughs> Since she she needs him, she knows he's still a verge. And Sebastian says his great line, You mean you want to invade suburbia, bowling alleys, Arby's, chicken McNuggets? Mm-hmm. All those things are great. Interesting Arby's call out here. Like there are so many fast food joints. Did they did they give you all some money? Why are you calling out Arby's? Because well, they're kind of few and far between. Yeah, well, Arby's uh, Arby's is just a but different it, fast food than but McDonald's. It, but it might, yeah, it might be a very California thing. I'm not really sure the extent of that franchise. Yeah. Um. So Jim Carrey and his friends, oh, he's around, but it's mainly his friends. Now they're going to pick up chicks at a laundromat. Oh, way to go. This is where you get fucking pussy. This is where it happens, dickhead. Go to the laundromat where they're cleaning their clothes. Maybe some of their clothes will be off. That's the stupid logic behind that. Well, well, he basically... Well, I mean, he literally says, like, yeah, that way you can check out their underwear first. That's not cool. So, no yeah, so any, so any Zoomers out there, if you were ever check wondering, out. if you're listening to us for some reason, if you were ever wondering what it was like before dating apps, it was this kind of weird shit. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was 18-year-old olds you know scrounging around laundromats looking uh, looking at women's underwear stores stores. i'm also into tolstoy (laughs) what about hawthorne look at my penis this is 1980s los angeles well at least jim carrey throws back you know to them he says you know what you guys know about women could feel fill an atom-sized piece of toilet paper that is very small Arby's was enough. founded in Ohio. Oh, okay. Interesting. It's now in... It, headquarters are in Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, okay. So that's all over. Okay, so maybe they were trying to make it more accessible. And anyway. Arby, you can get Arby's in Saudi Arabia where a woman can't drive. Holy but shit. But you can get them where the where the meat where the meats are. Oh, my goodness. But, <laughs> no beat beat for you, young lady. But you can have an Arby's if your man feeds it to you through a straw. Ew. I don't say it's a good idea, but that's what happens in Saudi Arabia. It's also available in Egypt, South Korea, Mexico, and Turkey. Oh, wow. wow, you could probably have Turkey in Turkey. Let's move on. I'm sure this is fascinating. I think listeners. it is. When it comes All to RVs, we, they have the beats. So his friends do spot a couple of ladies, and um, I believe it's Jamie, the dark-haired one, says, you know, well, what do I do if I get lucky? And Russ says, well, we went over this. Do you have enough money for a motel room? Okay, smart, if you live at home, since yeah. he doesn't have a car. And he's like, did you bring protection? And This is a good joke. Yeah. This is a solid joke. And Jimmy pulls out a latex glove. <laughs> and Russ says, were you planning on inviting four friends? <laughs> and the other one says, well, I didn't know what size I need. The other one says, try mini. 
Don't do not use a glove as a condom. Just buy condoms. No, no, buy an actual condom. Putting a glove on your penis doesn't work as well as you think. It it doesn't have a reservoir tip. No, it doesn't, and that is the main real problem when putting a glove on your penis. Make sure it's a condom instead of a glove, gentlemen. And Michael knows this from experience. I, I put when I was when I was sixteen, I put a glove on my penis. Didn't feel good. It didn't feel good. Did you did you roll it all the way up to? Did you roll it all the way up to the finger or in, just in the, in the th- I I, tr- I wanted to stretch out one of the first finger and then the it was really interesting. I I, I I did not know that about you. Yeah, thank you. And now everyone does. Yeah, it is great. I'm glad I said it out loud into a microphone where people can hear it. Thank you. So Russ he picks up another milf. Which is apparently, you know, that's what he's into. Yeah, congrats, man. With his fucking lame-ass Tolstoy ma- mature person line. But she's into it. Yeah. Older women love Tolstoy, gentlemen. <laughs> yes. Go Russian and literature. say that word yum, out yum. loud to Anna a lady stuff like you. Yes, Anna Karenina. Anna, did you go in Karenina? Yeah, right. Oh, goodness. Um, so she's into it. She says, well, let's go back to your place. I'd love to tie you to your bed and whip you. So he can't handle this. He pulls like an earlier Jim Carrey, and he freaks out and bails. And he finds Jamie hiding in one of the dryers in the laundromat. So they want women, but they're afraid of women. This is very incelly. He didn't, he didn't, he, no, he was pushed in there. He didn't hide himself in the fucking dryer. He was put oh. in the dryer. Oh, by the other lady? By the other lady, oh, my, Miss my, Feminist. Did you my, not my, fucking figure that I out? I was writing notes. My mistake. <laughs> no, she put... I mean, that's the logic, is that he didn't hide... Who hides in, in a fucking dryer? You know, you get Someone thrown in a dryer. Someone afraid of women. Okay, well, we... Okay. Getting thrown in a Did dryer. Did you see him get pushed in, or yeah. are we just interpreting the scene differently? I Maybe we're interpreting the scene differently, but I personally think... I don't understand why... An incelly wannabe sex maniac wants to uh, would automatically, voluntarily, go inside of a dryer because Being he was pushed, pushed to go there to pick up milfs and he's afraid. Of no, them. no, going inside the the actual dryer, dryer. I don't know. He was hiding. I don't know. He's not. I don't think he was hiding. Okay, well, we agree to disagree. Idiot. Thank on that you point. very much. Yes. So then Jim Carrey goes to meet Robin, and she works at a clothes store. You know, he he kisses her and he bites her lip, and she's like, "Ow, you bit my lip." So we see that, yeah, he's yeah, he's kind of progressing vampirically. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. He wants to buy some pants, and she he's like, "Oh, I like these ones," and she's like, "Oh, they're kind of black," and he's like, "Well, that's what I like about them, dude. You just bought ba- black pants." Yesterday we bought you some black pants. What's oh, I thought you. Oh, I thought you were talking about Jim Carrey, dude. I thought you were talking to Jim, the Jim Carrey character. We just bought you black pants. I don't remember <laughs> that scene, but okay, great. I thought you were you're talking to me now. Oh yes, I did have black pants. What does that have to do with the movie? I'm apparently going to turn into a vampire if I wear those pants. Well, no, it's just like, dude, what's wrong with black pants? They go with most. They're of the great. Time. They're very versatile. Oh, the, the, yeah, they're kind of black. What's your problem? I think Robin? she's still. I think she's still a little bit pissed about. Her, her man. So we can't have home. black pants. Yeah, exactly. She's putting her foot down. You had sex. You got blood raped. You, you don't get any oh, black Jesus. pants. So she, she, you know, he's like, I'm gonna go try them on. She's like, Well, maybe I can find a sweater to lighten up the black pants. What's wrong with black clothing? It's great. It's slimming. You're wearing it now. It's nice. I like it. Yeah. Makes me happy. What's her problem? She is. She's, she's emotionally anti-God. scarred. No. 
<laughs> Anti-garb? Goth. Goth? Oh. I, no, she's just emotionally hurt, and so she wants to... Taking it out on the pants. Taking a little bit out on the pants and what her man can wear from now on. But I think that what a man can wear is very important to showing them, oh, all right. Well, I'm gonna be a real ma- I'm gonna be a real man. I'm gonna put the foot down. I don't care if I've been blood raped. You can't tell me what to do, girlfriend of mine. Just because I asked you to go to the the store with me to get some new pants, I didn't say, hey, you know what? You can't. Uh, you have veto power over the color and the uh, the fucking the uh, what our pants feel like. As a pants man myself, it was very frustrating to hear that a lot of uh, that this woman wanted to say no to a man's pants, to a man choosing his own clothing. Now I know I'm just a cishet. I don't make a lot of sense. I'm a white cishet, and I but I did Boo. do yeah I did do some buy stuff, so I'm not as cishet as I believe that I, as some people believe that I can be. But when it comes to me uh, buying my own pants, I put my foot down and I tell my woman, "Hey, I'm gonna buy these black pants." I found the pants for you. Yeah, exactly. But I, I, was, I, I, I was, was still. I was very much for the black yeah, pants. Yeah, you are very fit. much. You are very much unlike Jim Carrey's girlfriend in this movie. But I, again, I have not been blood raped and I have not have cheated on anybody and stuff like that. But it's not like you are punishing me so like, uh, for any sort of reason. And I, even if you were going to punish me, I don't think you know punishing me because of uh, uh, by telling me what I can and cannot wear would be. No, I don't give a shit what you wear. Wear what you want. Yes. Okay. Just, all right. Good. So, uh, yeah, it was very, it was very odd. Just very odd. So Lauren Hutton shows up in the fitting room, again, staking him out, and she says, "You know, I'm." He's like, "Hey, how'd you, how'd you find me? How'd you get here?" She says, "I'm always watching you." So, Robin tosses a sweater in for him to try on, and Lauren Hutton throws it right out. Oh. And you know, Lauren, yeah, and Lauren Hutton says, "You know, let the little twerp in," and he, he's, he's saying like, "Leave me alone." You know, get out of here from the fitting room. And Robin hears it and says, I certainly will. (laughs) I certainly will. So Jim Carrey tells Lauren Hutton, you know, we had a nice time, but it can't go on forever. Lauren Hutton says, forever is just what I had in mind. And Jim Carrey says, please don't bite my buttons. So he comes. Please don't bite my buttons. These are, this is a new shirt I bought. So he comes out of the fitting room with his pants down. Oh, black pants down. Yeah, she got him again. Oh. She she bit that thigh a second time. Twice. Yes. Sebastian asks, you know, did you get the second transfusion? Lauren Hutton says, of course, and I'll get the third, too, despite that girl. She has a much much stronger holder on him than I thought. She's young, she's sweet, and she's pissing me off. Ah, oh, Elvira would have been great in this role. So now, uh, Jim Carrey, he is in the kitchen at home with his mother. Now he is wearing all black with his slick black hair. And the and the glass in the sunglasses, right? Or is he yeah, and the shades. Shades, yeah. Um. Oh, and his mom was doing was doing laundry earlier. She says, you know, that's the second shirt with all the buttons missing. How'd you manage that? So Lauren Hunt did. She she bit the buttons off that other shirt. Um, and and she catches Jim Carrey eating raw meat when his dad comes in, and his dad says, "Well, he's not anemic," because she's you know she's making them um one of your faves fried egg burgers for yeah, breakfast. Yes, that's awesome. Yeah, I was very happy with that. But he, but he yeah, but he just wanted the raw meat. Yeah. 
course. And Jim Carrey, he's, you know, working, stalking his, um, or checking his stock or what have you in his ice cream truck. Two two young boys are waiting behind him. I guess they want to buy some ice cream. You know, they're just chilling with their bikes, but he turns around and he hisses at them and that freaks them out and they run away. And then Jim Carrey's all confused at why he did that. Why? Why am I hissing at children? I sell ice cream. I should be smiling at them. Bad, bad marketing. Bad marketing and also bad business. So Jim Carrey goes to a church. He sees an unhoused man, seemingly, who offers him a swig off his bottle. Jim Carrey refuses. Oh. And then the unhoused man, he goes into one of the confessionals <laughs> for whatever reason, like you do. Mm-hmm. Then Jim Carrey goes into the same confessional and tells who he thinks is a priest the story about the bar and Lauren Hutton. And he says, you know, she keeps following me and I feel like I'm changing. You know, I scared I scared these kids just by looking at him. I don't know why. He's like, what do I do? And who Jim Carrey thinks is a priest, but it's the unhoused man says, get yourself a shovel, you're in deep shit. Yeah, well, he is. He, he's he's turning into a vampire, and the fucking yeah. house man doesn't even know that So part. Jim Carrey has another dream. He's a big fluffy bat on a string, <laughs> which I love the cute this little effects. They're not even really trying, but it's like, it's really that's nice. the point. I like it. And then he turns into himself, Slash cheesy Dracula, kind of com- a combo of the two. Yeah. And he comes across Robin in a bed, and he bites her in the neck as Lauren Hutton watches, and then we hear a wolf howl. Yeah. So it's Halloween now, um, and they're going to, I guess, the school dance. I didn't, I mean, colleges, I guess, still yeah, have that. Yeah, it's just a this so must- Halloween dance. I guess ha- the Halloween dance. Yeah, where, where, where it's Halloween and you yeah, and, it, and yeah, and people wear costumes. Yeah, she is dressed as Jill, who unless you told people, I wouldn't guess that. You know, in a with a kerchief around her head and whatnot. And he is dressed as a va- no. I'm not dressed as a vampire. I'm not wearing a costume. They were I, supposed to wear a couple's costume, and he, he was supposed just, to be Jack, and he yeah, dressed he up as. Uh, he dressed up as himself, a actual vampire. Well, he's just dressed version. in black with slick black hair and shades. You know, he's just looking cool. Yeah, he's an. Yeah, he's. And then there. you know, Robin says, "If I'd known you were gonna come dressed as a vampire," he insists. Well, I'm not wearing a costume. '80s uh, American Psycho vampire. Yeah, I'm just like, going. dude. These people are basic. He's just dressed kind of cool. Yeah, he's just. Yeah, it's just not businessman. You know, slick back punk vampire. That would be. That'd be weird. So. Jim Carrey and Robin dance. Lauren Hutton shows up looking all hot in like a like a tuxedo a tuxedo type leotard with tights and you know looks great. So they dance battle for Jim Carrey as a song "The Boy Is Mine," not the Brandy Monica version, um, with lyrics like "Yeah, the boy is mine. He belongs to me. Hands off my private po- property. Hands off." Hands off. I shazammed it and it couldn't find anything. Yeah, you couldn't. Unfortunately, that fucking sucks, dude. So Lauren Hutton, she uses her like vampiric hypnosis mind control to do good choreo with Jim Carrey, (laughs) which is kind of fun. Um, So Robin strips her Jill dress off. Now she's just in her slip. She means business. Yeah, bitch ain't fucking around. So now all the all three of them are dance battling. Um, Robin kisses Jim Carrey, and she wins the dance battle. And they finish dance with more. Good choreo. Yeah, and yeah, the, it's a it's a pretty great dance off. I enjoyed the I enjoyed. The yeah, it's a, of the it's a fun scene. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Now the um, 
like, dean of students, whoever's in charge of this dance, um, announces the costume contest winner is Mark as a vampire. Again, he I'm says, not a co- it's not a costume. I'm not wearing a costume. I, I didn't do it this way. <laughs> All of these are supposed to be jokes. <laughs> yes, indeed. How clever. Yes. It's fucking bullshit. Anyway. So he bails with Robin to a random hallway, and he notices he has no reflection in the mirror. Although she sees him, and he's like, ah, it's that, it's that woman that's making weird things happen to me. And she's like, ah, the one that bit your buttons? There's, this is, <laughs> bit your this buttons. running gag is getting a little bit old here. And he says, you know, I think she's a vampire and turning me into one. And Robin's like, but you're there. Wait, nope, he's not. No, she he's sees not. that he is gone. No. So it's like, oh, okay, shit's going down. So Robin, being proactive, unlike Jim Carrey for whatever reason, <clears throat> goes to a bookstore for vampire research. Yay! Finally! You should have fucking done this er- a little bit earlier, but okay, dude. It takes a woman, baby. All right. Uh, also, I wonder right here, okay, why is the proprietor of this bookstore a white guy with an Indian accent? Why is that necessary? I, I, don't, I don't, don't know. Maybe, maybe, he was, maybe the knowledge. actor was just trying to stretch. <sighs> yeah, not uh, not a good stretch. Uh, maybe maybe stretch. it's just a thing where, quote unquote, foreigners, you know, know more about vampires. Okay, okay. what else? Hey, white guy, can you do a foreigner accent? <laughs> I guess, I guess. Mm, so Johnny stupid. number five. But um, so you know, and she asks him, you know, are are and he is uh, apparently some sort of expert in vampiric lore here. Yeah. Even though he, I don't know what sort of bookstore it is. It doesn't get into that. She asks, you know, are there v- female vampires? And he says, yes, there's even cat and dog vampires. Gnarly. And she asks, you know, could she be in Hollywood and bite a teenage guy? And he's like, no, she, she needs a virgin to retain her youth and beauty. And she asks, well, what if he is a virgin? And the bookstore seller says, well, then he has bigger problems than vampires. Yeah, it's, being a virgin is fine. If you are, do not worry about it. Don't stress it'll yourself out. It'll happen when it will happen, and when it happens, it won't be great, but it'll be okay. Do not, be please fine. don't stress yourself out about it. Please don't force it, because you could end up a vampire. Yes. No, just for your own mental health. Seriously, exactly. don't, virgins, don't worry about it. Don't, if you feel if someone, pressure. If someone's turned off by it, they're an asshole. Just find someone that cares about you. They're an asshole, or they are a vampire. Who wants to blood rape you? Oh, for the love. I don't know. For the love of what? Anything. Mm, yum. So he, she gets more information, and you know she's like, well, how do you know if this guy has been turned into a vampire? And he says, well, you need to find two bite marks on his inner thigh where the main artery is. Yeah. Which well, may, there you go. Which, that makes, which sense. makes sense why she didn't go... For the neck, where the, um, I believe the jugular is, yeah. I forget the main artery in the thigh. The femoral, that's right. So it's like, so it's like you go wherever there's a, a main artery, she didn't want his neck, she wanted closer to his dick because it's yeah. hot or whatever. Yeah, yeah. close to his penis. Ooh, yeah. Good input, babe. Yeah, and also, uh, it gets to this point, there's a scene coming up that fucking fucked me up really royally and made me super yes. feel very uncomfortable. Yes, this is not My good. My God, this, this is, is this is a problem. This is Porky's level uh, kind of disgusting shit here. Yes, this, this, is not this scene is problematic. Robin asks <laughs> the capital P. Yes. Oh, Michael. Oh, I was I was referencing music, man. I wasn't referencing the penis. Oh. Okay, okay but now I am. But uh, yeah. So Robin asks. <sighs> 
his friends, Jamie and Russ, to check for these sores during the gym shower. Why she can't do it, we don't know. Well, she asked him to check. They they take it upon themselves to do it, to do it during the shower after gym. And there's some weird homophobe shit here. So one of his friends, like, kind of crawls under him just trying to get a peek. Uh, and then one of them grabs him. The other grabs his leg and, you know, trying to look at his inner thigh. And, you know, then, of course, some rando yells, F slurs in the shower and all the boys panic and leave. Yeah, but they're the all 80s. but they're all trying to it's But but it's but it's also like okay, yeah, gay panic not good. Fucking with your friend while you're all naked That's without consent cool. is worse. And he's not well, even I don't know sure. worse. It's at least as bad. I guess they're trying to make a joke. And they're trying to make a yeah. fucking crassy joke out of it. But don't... It, like, he's not... What he, and it takes him a while to figure out that these his two friends are looking at his fucking... Looking at his thigh and just uh, doing all sorts of things to it's his thigh. It takes a while for him to fucking respect say anything bodily about autonomy, the yes. Uh, yes, exactly. Gosh darn it characters talking to your best friend in a 1985 movie. Yeah, so, so, then, so then afterwards, Jim, Car- Jim Carrey's not... He's he's weirded out, but he's not freaked out. Yeah, he's not. So they all go to the burger joint where his pals work, and you know, um, I think it's um, Jamie says, you know, this is the suckiest thing that's ever happened. The whole school thinks we're gay. Calm down. Yeah, I know. Which is like, it's fine. It's like, if anything, more girls will talk to you. Yes, that's what happened to me. Everyone thought I was gay, and then I got a whole bunch of girls talking to me, and it was wonderful. Yeah, right on. And, you know, and then Russ says, you know, hey, our past histories will speak for themselves. And Jamie says, we don't have any. We might as well move in together and get his and his towels. Jesus oh, Lord, Christ, get over dude, it. That's not cool. But, th- but, then, but then Russ does say, he's like, who cares what they think? What were they doing in the showers anyway? The other one says, you know, well, they were showering. We were enacting a prison rape scene. That was the problem. Yeah. Being gay is not a problem. Manhandling, a... manhandling someone into the shower is a problem. Yeah, especially if they don't want it. Yeah, well, yeah. Because they're like, I'm a man, and I'm now so, handling So this you. movie is, is kind of like pacing like a fine line between homophobia and, yeah, who cares yeah, what they no think. So it's, kind of, so it's kind of, it's a little bit interesting. Yeah, and it's not really, sh- I mean, yeah, I don't know if, hom- yeah, I know homophobia is a thing, but we weren't, I, we weren't intellectualizing it or, you know, dealing with it as a society, and that's why we were doing bad jokes about it. Uh, that's why people were doing bad jokes about it throughout the fucking eighties. Yeah, I was actually just reading something about that. How it, how it's, how it's like, um, in order to get certain things to be accept, accepted by society, it or less scary, you know, things, trans people, gay people, what have you. It's it becomes like a big, gnarly, offensive joke, and then the jokes become lighter and lighter and lighter until it's just kind of a normal thing. Yeah. So that's kind of how in media, or one of the ways media just sort of accepts new, different things that are going to be part of society. Because yeah, they, they always beat have, them down first, and then, and then see if you can take the beat down of us making fun of you, and pointing fingers at you, and treating you like garbage for a long enough period of time. Well, that's we'll become. Awful. Yeah, I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying how certain sects of society treat other uh, uh, my, uh, uh, other minorities in this country. It, it, it's kind of like children with sex, you know. Uh, you know, first, you know, the word penis is like hilarious and it's a silly joke. And then it's kind of like, okay, I have a weird thing with my dick. I'm going to actually look this up. It becomes less and less of a joke until it's like, oh, I'm just a person with a dick and it's not a big deal. A weird thing with your dick. Wow, okay. It... it, it yeah, okay, that was strange. 
don't know what you're talking about. And then one day you just wake up and there's a weird thing with your dick. And you're just like, yeah, what are you going to do? And you're like, eh, my dick. Like, yeah, okay, well, it's a weird thing with my dick. I guess it's okay. I've talked about it with the doctor and now I'm okay with him. With, uh, just, I just realized it's just my penis. It's not a weird thing with it. It's well, just... it's not. It's okay. Let's say you have a weird thing with your dick. Okay, my dick isn't a joke anymore. I have to Google what this weird thing is. And now my dick is serious. Now I'm taking my dick seriously. Yes, now it's a serious penis. Okay, that was probably a bad way to go. But mm, so Jim Carrey, delicious way to go. he comes to the, the burger joint, and he's not mad. And he, he's, just, he's, he's just weirded out. He's like, what was that thing in the shower what about? What were you guys like, doing? What were you guys doing? Weirdos? And he's like, well, that's what we get. His friend is like, well, that's what we get for trying to help. And Jim Carrey, actually being a mature, rational person, says, well, did you ever think you could just ask me? Yeah, be a human being and ask another human being. It's like, yeah, do you have these weird, which Robin also could have. It's like, hey, okay, so this is a weird thing you think is going on. Do you happen to notice this thing about yourself? Yeah. Which is like, yeah, Is do you think that's also some sort of gay subtext? subtext like do you think you could just ask me yeah that i mean i don't know how smart they can you, uh, can you just talk to people about things yeah i, I don't I might, know if that was gay subtext in this movie i might be reading too prob- much into yeah i think it. you're reading too much into it because there is a, a fairly heavy dose of homophobia and all sorts of other shit yeah It'd be my, weird if there would be like a thing i think it's more just a friendship of saying hey do you Hey, talk to me like a human being rather than a fucking... Well, yeah, in my notes, I put like, yeah, duh. So what, is communication more, quote-unquote, gay than grabbing your naked friend in the shower against his will? What the fuck? Yeah, maybe. And and his friend... (laughs) His friend Russ is like, who is, that's probably his whole deal in the first place. He's just like, no, we, he freaks out and he's like, we enjoyed it. It's over. We're homos. We're rump rangers. <laughs> We're like, rump rangers. It's like, Jesus. it's like, bro, you have some stuff you need to work through. A lot of writers in Hollywood have a lot of fucking gay stuff they need to work through or homophobia. Oh, that make that make that makes sense. It's like okay, he's like okay. If you enjoyed that, you need to process that. Think about yourself and think about if that's why you're uncomfortable going out to scout ladies with your other pal. It's fine. It's not. Yeah. Think about it. Just deal with yourself. You know, don't freak out. Thank you. I I don't I don't know, man. I agree. It was just it was just weird. So that's when they they happen to see, for whatever reason, right outside the burger joint, probably because they're either casing Jim Carrey or they're casing Robin, and um, they see Sebastian kidnap Robin in the white limo. Ooh, that's not good. So, no, Michael, it's (laughs) It's not. (laughs) So the three of them, they take the ice cream truck, they follow the limo to Lauren Hutton's house, and they climb in a window in the basement. Russ is like... I don't know what this dude's deal is. He's like, I gotta go to the bathroom. And Jim Carrey's like, tough shit. Tie it off, man. <laughs> but can guys do that? What, to stop peeing? Yeah. Yeah, we can We can hold it for a while. Well, uh, well yes, I imagine so. But is tie it off a thing? No, I've never heard that before. Okay. I, 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 th- I think I've... You can't no, just I've... put a rubber band on your dick and then like hold pee for an extra hour? What the fuck?! <laughs> Holy Jesus of Mary and Joseph and the other guy. What the fuck? Oh, don't do that. Please. Don't do that. Any man, woman, do or not child, or trans, or, or, or fluid. Do not do that to your penis or anybody else's penis. It's not helpful when it comes to urination. Isn't pee stored okay. in the balls? I know. I, what? I don't know. Who cares? 
diapers. It's disgusting. What do you do? I'm not a goddamn doctor, and I don't pretend to be one on TV. And I just don't want to think about dealing that with your penis, doing anything to your penis that is not masturbation or sex. That's weird. It's well, weird. Regular peeing. Oh yeah, regular peeing when it has to be done. But yeah, you know, and then holding it off. But don't do, don't put fucking band aids on your on whatever you think your genitals are. You know, it's not it's not good. Your band aids not gonna help anything with your balls or your penis or anything that's down there below your uh, below uh, in the scrotum area. We're gonna have to cut. Some I know. Shit or no, this, no, I, this is all staying in. God damn it. Okay. <laughs> so there. Yeah. So then they go through her house a bit. They find Robin tied up to a chair with tape over her mouth. Jim Carrey takes it off. And Robin says, oh, you're still a virgin. She never made love to you. Just look, just took your blood from, you know. Yeah, like I said, blood rape. Well, yeah, but it, it didn't have anything to do with his dick. It was just his femoral artery. Why she can't say that, I'm not sure. Well, it's too fancy of a fucking uh, doctor thing to say. It makes... The movie sounds well, the, well, smarter the, than They it know it has to do with his inner thigh. Just There's nothing wrong with the man's inner thigh. Okay, so the vampire lackeys, they bring all of them into a special room. The lackeys and Lauren Hutton and Sebastian are all dressed super fancy. It's like a party. And then Sebastian, he unveils, you know, this, like, gnarly chair with legs spread. Yeah. For Jim Carrey. And pulls off Jim, Jim Carrey's pants. And Jim Ugh. Carrey says, all right, now I'm angry. Yeah. Now you're angry? Okie dokie. And so he, they, they kind of force him into this chair. Jim Carrey says, please don't bite my buttons off. This belongs to my father and you might chip a tooth. Again, this running gag. And Lauren Hatton says, oh, it'll hardly bother these. And now she bears her fangs. Oh. So are they made of something stronger than enamel? I, I certainly hope so. Yeah. Vampires, top-notch pod at gmail.com. Do you what are your fangs made of? Yes. Enamel or something more sinister and industrious. So Robin makes Lauren Hutton back off with her, the, um, her cross necklace. Yeah. And then one of the friends says to Sebastian, he's like, ah, oh, this is a great lie. I love this. Uh, they ha- they have torches somehow the friends and they're trying to back you know get the vampires to back off and one of the friends says to Sebastian well how do you like your crotch on fire Sebastian backs off and says ooh rough trade Jesus Christ it's fucking great it's great it's wonderful rough so trade. yeah how this movie feels about gay men is very kind of up specific. in the air very very specific like we're not we're not really sure where they're going. It feels like at least one of these writers was was either one of them was gay, one of them uh, uh, gay and out, one of them was or no. It feels like one of the writers was at least gay and closeted. Or it it it. There's so many gay references and so many like beats to gay culture and trying to empathize with gay people while still trying to. to I don't know. It just, yeah, so it it's seems actually like kind there's of, it's so much kind of it that it, it makes me think that there's. Uh, there might, must have been something with one of the writers, but I could be, I could be wrong. Okay, so they do fend off the vamp, you know, the vampire minions with the torches, and they free Mark from the chair, who's still kind of hypnotized. All of the vampire minions have their own small personalities too. One of them is from the Confederacy. One of them's like a 1960s flower vampire. Uh, person like from the 1960s or whatever. One of them, you know, look, looks yeah, like he's genders. from a fucking cabin boy or whatever the fuck. It just whatever. Yeah. 
And, you know, Robin says to Lauren Hutton, you know, Mark doesn't want you because you're mean and evil. Haven't really seen that except for her being a vampire doing what she has to do. No, no doing what she has to do. And she says, he wants me because I'm nice and sweet and pure. And I'm like, okay, this is just some Madonna no, horror shit. I don't think so, but okay. <laughs> Madonna horror shit. Yeah, so they run away. Lauren Hutton says, you know, after that version, and they give chase throughout the house. Ah. And it's a mansion with many, many rooms. So, oh, then the vampire, the lady vampire minions come across the burger friends, Jamie and Russ. And, of course, you know, Russ uses his usual Tolstoy mature person line. That's literally all this dude has. Zero riz. You have negative riz. Yes. Minus rizzing. However, it kind of works with the vampire chicks. Um... Then, but before that, we cut to um, Jim Carrey and Robin. They keep running from the lackeys. They go down the laundry chute. Um, Robin punches one of them, knocks him out. And then they, we do go back to the burger friends and the vamp chicks. And one of them says, oh, I haven't had this much fun since Hate ashbury So that's their era. Yeah. And then they, t- they just pull off their dresses and their nudes. And then, of course, the guys get super nervous because they can't actually handle They can't women. actually have the actual sex. It's like they like the idea of it, but... They like the idea and more or less, more so the fantasy. Yeah, the fantasy, because I think in the fantasy, it's like they're in control, but in real life, they're so horny, they're not in control, and the women are in control, and that frightens them. And and, and when you're frightened... Especially because these are also vampire women. Yes, exactly. So then we cut to Jim Carrey and Robin. They bar um, a door to a room, and... The lackeys catch up with them. They try and break down the door, and Lauren Hutton gets pissed off. She says, I have to replace every door you people smash. Can't you at least try the knob first? Okay, so she's practical. I can understand that. Yeah, She's a homeowner. Congrats. They do try the knob, and it opens. Jim, Carrie, and Robin are gone. Yeah. We don't see them. But then they find her white coffin where she normally sleeps rocking, and it opens, and it opens up, and Robin says, oh, you're too late. Lauren Hutton says, you couldn't have. You've only been in there a minute. Jim Carrey pops up with two cigarettes in his mouth. Lauren Hutton says, okay, you could, but you didn't have time to enjoy it. And then she freaks out and yells, you know, I need a virgin. Then Lauren Hutton magically turns into this old woman. Decrepited older person. That's not a nice word for an old woman. It's what happens. Uh, thank you, to the old No, to the older... No, I didn't mean that in general. I meant that in the movie. That's what happens to her fucking face. It turns decrepit. Now, do I... She looks like an old Italian grandmother. Yes! Italian? Wow. That was just I was my not first... expecting... That was just my first thought. She was wearing the thing on her head. <laughs> you know, Lauren H- Hutton, you know, she laments, Oh, I'll never find another version. Sebastian says, Don't worry, I'll take care of you. There are other places to find virgins, like... Kansas or Virginia. Seriously, again, why are you Virginia. in LA? Virginia! Yeah! Ah. So then we cut back to Robin and Jim Carrey in the coffin, and Jim Carrey says, well, maybe the Countess was right. It would be better slower. Mm. They close the coffin. It starts oh rocking my. again. The end. Yay! Well, overall, I really liked this movie. It was very, really silly and really fucking stupid. I really liked it a lot, though. My God. Um, what else, what else can I say about this movie? Jim Carrey did a great job. He fucking, yep. he fucking, there's no, re- there's a reason why in six to seven years after this, he becomes like a huge fucking leading man 
And like when he, you know, in the next decade, he becomes the biggest comedy superstar. You could see burgeoning ideas of him of him starting out and shit like that, and him doing enough his his shtick. And I'm sure that's what they put in the director's spot. Is like you can do whatever fucking bits you want to do if it kind of works with the regular scene. And he didn't do any actual bit bits. He did like one De Niro impression. I, I'm not. I'm thinking about it. I only you only watched it a couple days ago, but I'm thinking not. I'm not really thinking as many of the other bit uh, bit bits that he would become famous for, or like ideas that he would become famous for. Other than the De Niro impression, he doesn't really do anything other with his face all that much, other than the hissing and acting like a vampire. But yeah, yeah, it's not super physical, but you can you can see the you can see the inklings, you can see the sparks of what he would become. Yeah. Okay. So this is uh, the next last segment before we go to the movie. Next movie. This is uh, notes without context. Is where I write uh, read down the written notes that I wrote in the dark that don't uh, that might not make any sense, but that are connected to the movie. The notes that I wrote down during the movie. Okay. Here we go. Notes without context. Laura Hutton first. Cleve von Livel, the painting is incredible. Banging supper, uh, banging supper. Austrian peasant, not, not to worry. Three times, wrong side of the coffin. Damn negative. Core, find me a virgin. Oh, oh, please, Tim, making out, wanting that whore. Lot of sex. Still meanie, ew, burdensome, all East Hollywood, the song of the day, a lion on a lease guy going out, the theme song seen on many other TV shows. Trans person, don't be mean to that trans person, that feels a little bit wrong, a false trope to go for it, talk to a vampire, hmm, whenever I'm on the prowl, ice cream truck. Pissed off bad guy, I bald guy, I it happens all the time, question mark? End up in the sh- showman, not now type of sh- shout, except for the longing. Bill, whole blood, I've come out closest cutting ago. That's my hair, golden wheat, a hard lay, touching the gantry, electrical engineer, acid rain, r- Ronald McDonald likes to have sex with, uh, and that's what's about to happen. Oh, what a poetry to fly on. One of the vampires sleeping on the couch. Vienna Boys Choir, slightly exhausted Jim. Countess to the going later bloods, giving the ice cream. Freelance gynecologist, slithy down, slither down and tell us, wake up, Robin. S- Sebastian hasn't given me that juice. Shot will lights up that button. Damn, ring bells, the... Is it still good? The larging, taking a nap, another storage dream, cigarette sandy, dead, passion, and putting the leg on the cock. Another vice makes a suggestion. The vampire then wake up. No, you weren't. I really want to do. You got it on my own sign. Whole cities infested with rats. The uh, Mark the second Torah fusion children chicken McNuggets. Lady Beard, woman, don't get the clothes, reviewing of the books, petite size, what an ugly way to introduce yourself, not into BDSM apparently, just when they talk to him, his parents, and I mean happy Jimmy Simpson, simping into what it needs to be, kisses, hello meat boy, are you acting real weird, please don't bite 
uh, masturbating says you says everything sweet uh, uh, sweet and pissing me off Jim is looking more vampire-esque than ever there are the thirds in church she keeps following me around y'all you're a deep you're in deep shit. Another bad dream where he is, he is a vampire. Oh, she look at tells she had dancing well. Some of them are clapping, inspiring a cat vampire. Fight dancing turned into a vampire could be so close to be in uh, to be a venereal disease. If you love Mark, you you check him for sores. Heads headstrong, looking down the shower, then looking up, then. He's in the shower. Calm down. Who cares if you're gay? Exacting prison representation. Rump roasting. I like rump roasting. Sneaking into the basement with my rump roast. I like eating my rump roast. What? Oh, you found her and then tied her and then the living? Oh, and then you stepped in? Holy shit, Chippy. That chemist knows how to use a cross. Ooh, my gosh. They get out. Uh, uh, then they get off. And then out, and then out of here. Trying to escape the fire, talking to a couple of young vamps. And then since that, they thought it was the doorknob, and then it needs to be turned. Where are they? Shake them if, smoke them if you got them. Them's the time to enjoy this if you gotta have enjoyment. Okay, that was Top Notch Nonsense. We're on to our next movie. What did you think of this one, Michael? Elvira? Yeah. I fucking loved it. Are you I knew kidding you, me? I knew you would. Uh, uh, a sassy, big-breasted lady who wears all black? Oh, my God. It was awesome. It was fantastic. Yeah, maybe I should put on some black. Yeah. That's what I was, refer I was referencing you. Uh, but, yeah, I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't get enough of this. 1988, uh, the movies that you could see... During this month of September 1988, are um, here we go. Oh, it's a perfect time for this to come out. Yeah, uh, we had uh, Rocket Gibraltar, Grave Robbers, Deadline, Madrid, Transformations, uh, Some Girls, which is a 1980s Jennifer Connelly uh, vehicle. Uh, we also have Running on Empty with River Phoenix. We also have Seven Hours to Judgment, and we also have Messenger of Death with Charles Bronson. We also have Flesh-Eating Mothers, yum yum. Uh, Dead Ringers, one of my favorites. Uh, Kansas with Andrew McCarthy and Matt Dillon. The Lair of the White Worm, which we got to do for the pod, uh, directed by Ken Russell. Uh, Gorillas in the Mist. Patty Hearst, directed by uh, Paul Schrader, did a movie. Yeah. And um, Scarecrows, a horror movie about Scarecrows. Uh, Nightmare at Noon, Memories of Me with Billy Crystal and a fat, and a fat guy. Uh, and uh, Bird, done on Charlie Bird, a uh, movie done on Charlie Bird, directed by Clint Eastwood. And v Woman on a Verge of a Nervous Breakdown by... Pedro Aldamova. Oh. And, of course, Apartment Zero. I really... This... this it, We're really in the 80s here. This is 1988. We're full-fledged 80s. We're full-fledged kitsch. This, this had much more sexist, uh, bad, you know, kind of misogyny 
shit in here than homophobia, but there is well, like a well, of Elvira is a gay icon. Yeah, and I don't think she would have. Um, I don't think that. I don't think Cassandra Peterson would have stood for that. Yeah, of course not. No. Uh, and and the sexist stuff, it's very, it's all very tongue in cheek. That's it, what's so good about this is it's all it's, very on purpose. And it it feels uh, when it's really bad, it feels like super cartoonish. So you can't really take a lot of that, sh- a lot of it. I mean, Elvira, she Elvira's she's never out of control though. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. That's she's the, thing. the star of this vehicle. Yes. And you're not going to get one over on her. I fucking love Elvira so much. I have since I was a little girl. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> I mean... Okay, great. Uh, so we open... This is this is really great. So she is an L.A. TV talk show host. She's... Uh, she, yeah, I, li- I literally remember Elvira's movie Macabre. I was into it when I was a little kid. You know what? Because you know I love horror movies. And you know I love boobs, yeah, and she's fu- and so she's funny, and you know she knows her movies, and she loves what she does. Yeah, exactly. I I really uh, I really love her as well. She uh, she got a best uh, she got a Razzie Award for worst actress in 1989 for this picture. Okay, so people didn't get it. Oh, nominated. Okay, nominated. Who won? She, yeah, who won in 1989? Then people don't get what she was doing. Okay, so. Here are here is um where is it? Uh, okay, so here is who won in nineteen it, for the nineteen eighty eight year of the Razzies. Here are the nominations, and I'll tell you who won. It it was Vanity for Action Jackson, one of my favorite action movies. We gotta do it. Um, Cassandra Peterson in Elvira, Whoopi Goldberg in. The Telephone. That's something I really want to do, just mm. out of curiosity. Rebecca De Mornay in In God Created Women. And the only woman who I think could have, uh, you know, w- and did win, Liza Minnelli for two movies that year. Oh, New York, New York? No, this oh. is 88. This movie came out in 88. I'm sorry, I don't know when New York, New York came out. Seventy, I believe 77. Oh, shit, I was way off. Yeah, like an entire over 10 years. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. My that's, bad. That's one of Scorsese's, like, lower... Uh, De Niro was in that, right? Yeah, De Niro was, uh, sing, plays the saxophone, sings. He's fucking... He's great. It's an okay movie. Anyway, 1988, uh, Liza Minnelli won for two roles, Ooh. Arthur Two on the Rocks and Rent-A-Cop. So, it was tough. It was tough, uh... It's, it, it's tough competition when you're going against Liza Minnelli for worst actress of the fucking year. Especially when, you know, Whoopi Goldberg, Rebecca De Mornay, Vanity. My gosh. Wow. That's a stacked, that's a stacked uh, list of nominees of terrible oh performances. Oh my goodness. But he, she, she, I don't know why, she's not bad in this. She's just she's, being herself. It's just, it's, it's camp and she's doing camp. And that's, what, that's her whole shtick. It's her whole persona that, that she's doing her persona. She's doing her character of who Elvira is. Yes, and I don't and it's puns and it's quick wit. Yeah, it's nice. I liked it. I liked it. I loved it. In, in fact, it's it's really it's really wonderful. I anyway, uh, she's a yeah, she's a TV horror hostess, 
And she, uh, she, uh, she's, uh, not really happy with her job behind the scenes. Yeah, we, um, we open on a scene from, like, a kind of a Plan 9-esque, um, black and white schlock film. Then we move to a control room. And then we move to Elvira on screen. And then it cuts to Elvira on set doing her horror host show. And she, she says, anyone know what that movie was about? I'll tell you what it was about. It was about an hour and a half too long. And she gives her her signature sign-off unpleasant dreams. Yeah, unpleasant dreams. She really wants to get out of this situation, get out of this fucking... Yeah, remark. she's not into her job. She, uh, she has an idea of what she wants to do, but she... It, she wants to play Vegas. She wants to play Vegas, exactly. Which Dita Von Teese is doing right now. Okay, great. Which, so you're going to Vegas soon if you want to see Dita Von Teese. Okay, that's certainly something I could possibly do tomorrow night. Uh, so she's introduced to the new station owner. He makes a pass at her, and she's, you know, not not into it. That's not how she gets her jobs. She says, sorry, it looks like it'll be you and your right hand. And he threatens to fire her, and she's like, whatever, I got a new act in Vegas, and she pushes him down. And, you know, the station owner says to some other lackey, you know, but you said she was a nympho. Like, that's a character, dumbass. And also, that's not... You know, just because you're showing your boobs pretty pr- prominently doesn't mean you're a fucking nympho. You're a nympho when you have sex with a whole bunch of people. Yeah, it's a character. It's a costume. It's a costume. It's a it's look. It's, thing. it's a persona. You're assuming things about a person that are not real. So her manager's mad that she got fired, and the flamingo won't do her show unless she can come up with, like, 50, 50 grand seed 50, 000, money. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, yeah, and... Or, or rent to... However that works in Vegas, I don't know. I don't know. She really needs, uh, she needs plenty of fucking cash. But, fortuitously, she gets a letter that her great, great aunt died. She says, oh, I didn't know I had a good aunt, let alone a great aunt. I'm not gonna hit all the jokes here, there's just too many, and they're rapid fire, man. Yeah, they're really great. So, she goes to Massachusetts for the will reading. And she envisions it, she has a daydream, that it's actually a game show. And, you know, one of the prizes that she inherits is, you know, um, a boat, a Jeep. And she's like, oh, I needed one of those. Uh, a fabulous dining set. And then cash rains from the sky. And she says, you know, oh, don't worry about the flamingo. I'll have the money when I get back from Massachusetts and I get my inheritance. Which, that's not how probate works. I mean, it can take a while to actually get your money, but this is a movie. Okay. So she has the most bitchin' goth car. It was it's Elvira's macabre mobile. It was created for this movie. Apparently, it's a 1958 T-Bird hardtop that was purchased for 2500 $2, bucks, according to IMDb trivia, and went through over seven thousand dollars in alterations. And Cassandra, Cassandra Peterson, she kept this car. Um, for a long time, for personal appearances and whatnot, and she's like, yeah, it looks great, but it, like, never really worked super well, but she auctioned it off in 2001, so she had this for, like, two decades. How much what, How much should it go for? Well, let's see, she auctioned, auctioned off the steering wheel, the license plate cover, the hood, and the dashboard ornaments for a total of just under 20 grand. Wow. My gosh. Yeah, I love the garlic hanging from the rearview mirror. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of really... 
There's really a lot of clever, really well-written jokes. Very intricate. She wanted Tim Burton to direct this, which would have made sense. She was friend with Paul, friends with Paul Rubens, who she wanted to play a cameo because she played a cameo in Big Top Peewee. However, Tim Burton was busy working on... Batman. Or something else. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Oh, yeah, babe. at the same time. 88, yeah, or, babe. Yeah, 98. And Paul Rubens was too busy filming Big Top Peewee. We don't talk about Big Top Peewee. Why not? Not very good. Not up to his standards. Oh, yeah. Not nearly as good as Big to- as um, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, Pee-wee's which Big you Adventure. don't care for for your own I, personal reasons. I, I like. And, I, I'm and fine with it. I don't. I don't just. It's just. It's just. I'm fine with it. It's a fine movie. Phil Hartman, baby. Yeah, I know. I know, baby. I know. Okay, so uh, he. Uh, they have. It's a great aunt. Yeah, go to Massachusetts. Yeah, you don't know how probit works. That's not. This is also. Yeah, you're right. You, well, you said everything I wanted. Yeah, to say. It, it gets complicated with Will's. Um, on her way, so she's going from L.A. to Massachusetts. So that's a literal cross country drive. Yeah, you've a, done that. How long does it take? That. Um, it, it depends on how much sleep you want to fucking get. But probably, I think yeah. between like, th- it, you could probably you could probably do it in three or four days if you did like. Eight, nine Did you go driving. straight to Boston? No. Because I, I know you went to Boston. No, I went to... I went... I did cross country, but I did it in like short bird. I went LA to Vegas, Vegas to Colorado, Colorado to... Yeah. You know, that uh, to Chicago, Chicago to Cleveland, Cleveland to something... Yeah. Or yeah. the other way around, whatever. But I, I didn't go straight from there to... From Boston, I went from New York into Boston. Anyway, but uh, so she at, at one point she picks up this creepy hitchhiker, and then he probably you know did something nefarious, and Ooh. she kicks him out and throws an axe at him. Yeah, as you do. Yeah, she's stopped by a cop on her drive, and he says, "You know, you were go- going fifty and a thirty-five, and she says, "No, but if you hum a few bars, I'll fake it." <laughs> you know, dust off that joke; it's an antique. Yeah, it's really still well works. Yeah. Now she stops at this like totally podunk gas station, and oh, and that's where the the chicken fried steak song is playing the entire time. Yeah, it's chicken fried steak, and the the gas guy doesn't help her at all. He just like no, it's self serve. They yeah. must not be in Jersey or Oregon. Yeah, but he he it wasn't helping. There's no reason to be in. Either, you know, not on this point in the in the route. Not in this movie, no. So she she cleans her windshield. Of course, the boobs go right up against it. You know, helping to clean. Yeah. And then she drops the gas pump, and some guy, you know, the guy at the gas station drops a cig, and the entire gas station blows Just up explodes. behind her, and yeah. she barely Ooh. notices. And that's what it, it, it isn't that when we get to the title sequence, or or am I? Just no, it's thinking? it's it's around there. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I love how she's eating fast food on the drive like you do, because yeah. that's totally normal. Yeah. And she's just having fries and a burger and dripping stuff all over herself. It's funny. Oh, and she stops next to this cu- Amish couple in a buggy, so she must be close, you know, in Massachusetts by now, so we don't have to see a lot of bullshit. And this isn't, like, they don't really react in any particular way. There's just polite waves on both sides, and they leave. Yeah, it's fine. You know, the Amish aren't giving her shit. It's fine. It's whatever. Yeah, they're much more into their own thing. Right? Yeah, yeah, they're busy. They they have barns to bring up and whatnot. Yeah, exactly. So she shows up in this little Massachusetts town, which is very clearly the Universal backlot. Yeah, and it the very much clearly the Back to the Future is the exact same yeah. Back to the Future looking at the city type of thing, and. 
that same like city circle. Yeah, city circle where or you town get the pizza, where you can where there's an independent uh, movie theater that is run by. I can go a little bit fast uh, going up here, but it's run by a guy named Bob. Which is, yeah, everything is a great yeah, movie. Yeah, we'll get to that real quick. Yeah. Um, so she's just driving through in her bitchin' car and her bitchin' self, and the citizens are all agog, because she has this big black bouffant, lots of makeup, yeah. great tits. Yeah. You know, don't fucking hate. Hair and a dress, oh my. And her car hood blows off. Oh, that's not good. It's bad. So the secretary in Ferris Bueller... Who's mainly what I know her from? Yeah, and or uh, or, or she she She's also did also, a cameo in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles as yes, the indeed, asshole indeed at, the, at the at the uh, air, at the airport. Yeah, she always plays that kind of character. Annoying. She's also um, the mother of the neighbor neighbor's daughter on Small Wonder, if you're familiar. And also, she's kind of the type of character that is played by a different type of woman in Donnie Darko. Oh yeah, totally. When I'm uh, like uh, annoying, like suburban Karen. N- yeah, a suburban Karen. Before a, a, they were called a, that, a, a negative Nancy who bites her fucking, puts her nose into fucking stuff that she. She always need to played be that kind of character, and she yeah. was amazing at it. Her name is Edie McClurg, which yeah. is a fucking great name for her. Yeah. Um, she plays Chastity Pariah. Yeah. Great character what name for great this character. character name. She's this seventy-eight so years clever. old. She's. Uh, uh, she just retired in 2022, last year, more or less. Well, she's yeah. been working forever. Yeah, exactly. Or whenever. About as long as we've been alive, at least. Yeah, longer. Longer uh, was, yeah, starting in 76. Oh, was, bless her heart. An actress she deserves retirement. Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah, so she, you know, she sees Elvira and she says, oh, you know, she's in her big curlers and whatnot. And she says, well, I never. Uh-huh. And Elvira says, and you never will with those soup cans on your head. And Chastity says, well, you don't fit in this town. You don't even fit in that dress. Oh, oh, such rough. good lines in this. But then there are, you know, all these horny young guys, because it's the 80s, and mm. she's Elvira. Oh. They're, they're all like, yes? Oh, no, I just read, read something really cool. It's uh, McClurg's uh, on-screen debut was in, uh, was in your favorite De Palma movie, Carrie. Oh, shit. Who'd she play? I... I off the top, uh, let's see here. Helen Shires. Gosh, she must have been one of the mothers or something. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. No, you know what? No, I actually, she was one of the high school students. I remember her. She was wearing big glasses and her big red hair. Yeah. And That's right. Yeah, exactly. Okay, sorry. Let me do. She was one of the ones that freaked out when oh, the yeah. gym teacher says, and we're going to refuse your prom tickets, oh, and she's yeah. the one they do a close-up on her, and she goes, ah! Oh, yeah, that's fucking great. Okay, Love great. her. All right, awesome. All right. So, yeah, these horny young guys, they push her car to a mechanic since she, you know, is pretty much stuck there. Yeah. So, Elvira gets to her hotel with a couple of suitcases. The, I guess, lady manager says the hotel's booked. Elvira says, well, how come it says vacancy out there? And then she and, flips the switch and, and says, and she no off vacancy. The light. Yeah, yes. exactly. And then her husband, of course, insists that they have a room. And her daughter comes out, says, you know, she has makeup on, and the mom freaks out. So this is the kind of, you know, Tu Wong Fu town that this is. <laughs> yes, yeah. 
And then, you know, the, the woman who's managing the motel says, you know, cash only, I know what you pinko heavy metal weirdos do to hotel rooms. Really, how many of those do you get through this town? No, zero. Yeah, I think you're just guessing, but okay. And, you know, Elvira says, why, G-? and I'm like, why, why'd you used to be one? Is that why you know? And, you know, Elvira tries to console the daughter. She says, you know, I know how you feel about the makeup. I used to get the same thing from the nuns at the orphanage. Of course, I was only eight. Yeah. <laughs> her just, her delivery is fucking... Yeah, it's really incredible. Really sharp. The best. Really fast. And, you know, and she, you know, Elvira's like, well, what do you got, what do you people do to have fun around here? The, um, the daughter. Yeah. yeah. Um, she says, well, you know, the bowling alley is the funnest place in town. So Elvira goes to the bowling alley. She orders a Bloody Mary. Another tie, yeah, another callback to the last film. Yes. And the waitress insists there's no hard liquor after eight. Do you want a virgin? Elvira says, maybe, but I'll have a couple of drinks first. Yeah, that's clever. That's nice. There's, there's a lot of really great jokes in this. This is written really it's well. It's so fast-paced. Um, and then, you know, of course, Creepo dudes accost her, and one of them says, I got something to show you. Elvira says, well, I don't have my magnifying glass. <laughs> And she pours beers on their crotches, starts a fight, and, you know, she kind of plays with them, you know, pretends to stab one with a retractable knife as a joke. Yeah, Because she's a movie person. She has props. That's her shtick. Yeah. She's being goofy. And then the stand-up guy stands up for her, and, you know, Patty, who is apparently the hot chick in town, she's the blonde, she also has pointy boobs, she's miffed that Elvira's hotter than she is, and she's not... She's, she's no longer interested in Bob, not or the hot chicken town. Yeah, it's Bob as the stand-up guy. Yes, yeah, you're and correct. he's also the guy who runs the independent movie theater. Yes, he town. is. So you know, he asks her, "What brought you to Fallwell?" So fucking funny yeah. that that's what they named this town. That's great. It's really like, wonderful. oh my gosh, that reference is like, I want to see though. Is there really a Fallwell in Massachusetts? Oh, there is. Yeah. Oh, I thought I thought that might have been a joke. But it's funny regardless because it yeah. just works. Yeah. So, you know, he asks her what brought you to fall. Well, she says, my car. <laughs> like, derp. No shit. Thank you very much. And he knew her great dead aunt. And he's annoyed with the small town politics. Tells her that he runs the town theater. And she's like, oh, I'm in movies too. You know, have you ever showed, you know, like, Sisters of Satan? Yeah. Sisters of Satan 2? You know, all these, all these probably fake but great-sounding giallo exploitation horror films. Yeah. And he says, oh, I can only show G-rated films. And she's like, well, there's nothing wrong with G-rated movies as long as there's lots of sex and violence. Yeah, which is great. <laughs> oh, it's just I get a kick out of all of this. So now she goes to the will reading. There's an old guy there, her great-uncle Vincent, I guess, who's that character is named after Vincent Price. Yeah, okay, good. Oh, yeah, he's actually a warlock. Indeed he is. <laughs> who really wants the specific cookbook. Yes. Who um, We'll get there. But we'll get there, yeah. He insists to the um, this arbiter, of the reader of the will, the arbiter, I forget what their, yeah. I don't know what their names are. I've never Mr. been left Probate. anything. Well, I don't know. Mr. Probate. Mr. Probate. He, um, the old guy insists he's the only relative, and, you know, he, the... Reader of the will says, "Oh well, there's a great niece who the, who is the other beneficiary." Yeah. So that's when Elvira shows, and she says, "Sorry, I'm late, but so so is my aunt." It's fucking it's so great. good, dude. Yeah, it's, it's just great. all these like cheesy jokes, but they're so fast and like they just work so well. 
So there's this other couple of um, who you, I think, used to work for her or their relatives. I think one of them worked for, yeah, I think one of them worked for her. Yeah. So what they get is a silver tea service, which is nice, and 10 grand a piece. Oh, Not too shabby. Not bad. Way to go. In 1988, that's, that's fairly nice. Yeah, so Elvira's like, hey, that's great, you guys, you hit the jackpot. They did hit the jackpot. Jackpot for that. And what she gets is something... Well, the guy, the, guy, the fucking... I don't know, what was... Uncle Vincent. Uh, Uncle Vincent, yeah. Vincent Talbot. Uh, he is... Uh, he's hoping for everything. He's hoping to get as much as possible, but especially well, he he's assume- hoping for a very specific cookbook. Yeah, well, he assumes that he's the only beneficiary, um, beneficiary or, so he'll his, get the entire estate, and he's, and he's wrong, and he's pissed about it. However, uh, let me see, oh, that character, uh, ha- he's not only named after Vincent Price for the, um, for the first name. But Talbot is something as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, let me see here. But, uh... Oh, yeah, and the painting in the house of Elvira's great Aunt Morgana is actually a painting of Cassandra Peterson without her makeup and black wig. So that painting is of her by Robert Redding, who oh, is the great. one, the makeup artist who helped to create Elvira's look, and she dedicated the film to him. Oh, that's great. So yeah, that, that's why we found we find that what Elvira gets in the will is her great Aunt Morgana. I love that name. She gets her house, her poodle, and her recipe book. And her brother, Vincent, does get the rest of her estate, which we find is nothing. Which is, yeah. So you're screwed, dude. You're screwed, Mr. So Brown. Elvira's kind of kind of pissed. She's just like, ah, because she had her dream, her daydream before. And she's like, where's the cash? Where's Bobby Eubanks? The arbiter says, yeah, he wasn't mentioned. Yeah. There's no reason for Bobby Eubanks to be in this. In, it's a joke, Munchkin. Yeah, no, I know. I've heard of him. But, uh. Yeah. So and Vincent, we find out that Vincent really wants the book, and you know Elvira says, you know, I need a house and follow like I need a padded bra. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't. And you know, she's talking to Vincent, and he says, you know, I'm sorry, but you know, you just your appearance was a shock to me. She says, yeah, my appearance is a shock to most people. <laughs> and she agrees to sell him the recipe book for fifty dollars. Well, that's nice. Yeah, she gets to the house. It's an old dump. It so that's when um looking good. We see Chastity, and she thanks Vincent for donating to the Morality Club. You know, she's bitching about Elvira, and she says, well, she's not my business, but everything is. And if someone like that comes to town, they'll be teaching sex education and handing out condoms. Oh, the horror. Oh, my gosh. Safe sex. The worst thing to happen to a small town It is 1988. That's pretty important at this moment. Oh, my gosh. Making sure there's not a, not more babies around to take money from older people. Well, you know how moral conservatives are. They mm. want more babies. Yeah, they want more babies that they can take their money. Yes, makes yeah. sense. So, Elvira gets to the house. She's, like, displeased by the looks of it. She's annoyed by the cute little dog, Al, um, Algonquin. Algonquin, yes. Algonquin. She the finds sweetheart. the book, and she says she wants to... Sell the house after the guy who shows her the house tells her it could be worth like 70 grand. She's like, okay. Fix it up a little bit and then, yeah. Yeah, he's like, it's worth this much, maybe this much if if you fix it up a little bit. And she's like, okay, cool. That's my flamingo money plus a little extra. I want to sell this place. Oh, she punks out the dog. 
Yeah. Gives him like a yeah, a haircut and like it's a little poodle and like a pink mohawk. It's rad. I hope that dog was cool with it and and a little outfit. Renames him Gonk. Yeah, it's great. Short for old Gonkin, which is adorbs. Yeah. And she Vincent comes over to the house trying to get the book. She tries to sell Vincent the house. He's not into it. The dog hates him. Red flag. And they and the dog hides the uh the fucking book. Yes, because we find out the dog is a familiar. Um, and there's a thunderstorm. And then there's, you know, um, young kid, young boys, of course. I was going to say kids. Obviously, they're boys. They're creeping outside the house with a camera. They take pics through the window as she undresses. Oh, my gosh. She, I'm going to see boobs. Yes. The pre-internet porn. Um, and as Elvira's sleeping, I love this, how when she sleeps, she sleeps with, like, gauze and hair clips in her hair to keep her bouffant perfect. Like, she's like, I'm not going to redo this in the morning. I just have to keep it. You know, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. Yeah. Makes sense. And she hears her aunt's voice as she sleeps. And in her dream, this draws her to a creepy room where she finds the book and other various artifacts. And then, um, oh, uh, the the creepy dudes from before outside her window, they, I guess, heard... The, the conversation and they show up with you know paint and other materials to help clean and fix up her house and she and they're like yeah you know our parents own the hardware store so we brought this stuff to help you and Elvira's just like ah too bad your parents don't work for the bank <laughs> she just wants the dough yeah give me that goddamn money yeah and the motel lady um snatches her daughter from helping out yeah. Even though she and Elvira had a moment. So they finish painting and cleaning her house, and it is multicolored craziness that is never going to sell in this town. But Elvira says it's fabulous. It's fabulous. It is kind of fabulous. So now we're at the town morality meeting, I guess. Town morality meeting, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if it's the town meeting in general or just the meeting of the morality club. One of the two, they could be one it's in the It's a town meeting where we talk about mor- morals. Yes, and one person says, you know, she's wearing, you know, the motel lady says, she's wearing next to nothing. Her husband says, well, it's next to something. And, you know, Chastity Pariah says, you know, this, well, what we need to do is, you know, we can't have the kids hang out with her. We need to have them expelled if they hang out with her. And the principal of the high school agrees with that. And Chastity's just like, well, we we need to make her sell her house so that she doesn't settle there. So the thing is, they have the same goal. Yeah, they both want to leave this fucking small town of shitness. Yeah, yeah, it's like, dude, she doesn't want to be there, and you don't want her there, so, like, just help her out. There's no real actual problem. (laughs) Yeah, there's no real actual problem, just, you know, buy her freaking house. And then, oh, it's the the smarmy dude from um, Wayne's World and Ghostbusters 2. (laughs) What's that actor's name? Who is that? Smarmy dude from, what what is his, what's his name? Oh, uh, Kurt Fuller or somebody else? No. Oh, yeah, right? Kurt Fuller. Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, Glotter. Kurt Fuller. Oh, my Lord. Oh, Jeff Conway's in this. I didn't even recognize him. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so the smarmy dude from Wayne's World and Ghostbusters 2 um, goes to try and sell the house for her. He tries to help her out, but of course he's a fucking creep, so he hits on her and she kicks him out for creeping on her. Gonk agrees and barks at him and is not into this dude, and then no one else shows up to her open house. Yeah. (laughs) So, that's not good. That's not what she fucking wanted. It's fucking awful. So, her 
manager bitches at her over the phone about needing money for the flamingo, and she says, well, I was six inches from selling the house today. So now Elvira does what a normal person does, and she goes around town applying for jobs. As, you know, Chastity gossips over the phone to everyone, as Town with a uh, Town Without Pity cover plays over that. <laughs> Great song choice. So Uncle Vincent, she he sent goons over to the house to find the recipe book, but Gonk scares them away because... Gonk is trying to protect the book, the book and Elvira. Yeah. Oh, and then, you know, Elvira, she's out trying to, you know, no one will hire her, you know, because of how she looks. Um, and she's walking by the movie theater and a letter for, uh, from the theater marquee falls on her head. Great joke. Yeah. Bob says, how's your head? She says, I haven't had any complaints Thanks. yet. <laughs> the best. And he, tell, he tells her, and she's like, you know, I'm trying to get a job and nobody will hire me. And he's, he knows what the deal is. Yeah. He says, well, your problem is chastity pariah. She says, oh, I thought I'd cleared that up. And she says, well, you know, I'm flat busted. I mean, I'm broke. Yeah. Another great joke. Yeah. This is a lot of great jokes about boobs. So she boobs. goes up to help fix the theater marquee. Um, she thinks it's spelled with one E. She, she is incorrect here. It is spelled with two E's. So she goes to take Matinee. one of the E's down. Matinee, indeed. Yeah, marquee. Yeah. Oh, oh, you oh, said marquee. Oh, my it's mistake. Matinee. I believe they're both spelled with two E's. You're right. My, my mistake. Mat- matinee is spelled with two E's. She goes to take the last E off, and she kind of trips on the ladder, and as she falls, she covers another letter of what's playing with part of the E, and it looks like it the says F. how to f- how to fuck. Yeah. Which is great. These are there's so many the great mark. fucking yeah. really fast jokes in this movie. And of course Chastity Pariah sees this and freaks out. Ah, I'm so freaked out by this. So uh, Uncle Vincent does some sort of spell to do with the lunar eclipse that Morana was Morgana and Morgana was keeping him from doing while she was alive. Elvira goes and she finds the kids that were helping her house and whatnot at the diner to tell them about the midnight screening that Bob agreed to let her do of a bad movie. And she, she's like, yeah, we're going to do this midnight screening of this really bad movie because that wasn't as much of a, I mean, El- Elvira, Joe Bob Briggs, they were kind of, you know, um, a little bit later, Mystery Science Theater was bringing the bad movie love to, uh, yeah, yeah, to... to um, culture. And that, Americans who would enjoy it, yeah. Indeed. And this is a small town that wasn't really like a thing, so she's trying to explain it to him. She's like, no, it's a bad movie. Like, bad, Shimon, you know it. And does a bad <laughs> Michael Jackson presence. It's so 80s. It's yeah. so silly. But the kids tell her, you know, well, we can't go. It's the principal. And Elvira's just like, yeah, it's the principal. Friends stick together. And they explain that, you know, we'll get expelled and our parents would never let us stay up that late. And Elvira just goes like, okay, well, when I'm gone, tell them that I wasn't just a great pair of boobs. I was also a fantastic pair of legs. And let them remember me with two simple words. Any words, as long as they're simple. Like, just her delivery is so fantastic. Yeah. And the kids all agree to go to the screening anyway. Yeah, which is nice. Good for them. It's, it's nice to do that. So they are... Elvira's, like, planning, like, she's going to do her whole shtick. They're going to watch the movie, and she's going to do live commentary. That sounds like a fucking blast, something we would totally buy tickets for. Yeah, exactly. And Peggy, the blonde waitress with the pointy boobs, she sneaks into the theater, and, you know, Elvira's telling Bob and whatnot and the manager about this whole thing. She's like, yeah, it's a move I ripped off, I mean, homage from Flashdance, where I 
bend over, you know, bend backwards over in this chair, and my whole body is covered in this gold glitter, which she holds up from a bucket, and she's like, couldn't you just die? It's guaranteed a standing ovulation. Ovulation, <laughs> yeah. Right. So now we're at the screening of the terrible movie. It seems like some sort of giallo with Elvira's commentary while she's sitting on the couch. The kids are having a fucking blast because, of course, they are. Yeah. And Robin... Oh, the oh, that's her name. The motel owner's daughter is all done up. She looks great. Oh, another Robin. Another tie between these two movies. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, and, you know, a dude notices, like, wow, you look really good. So Robin's like, oh, my gosh, thanks. So it's some sort of tomato movie. Um, and Elvira's just like, yeah, this is so bad, they're going to start throwing rotten people at the screen. <laughs> So now we're at the Flashdance ripoff. The, yeah. choreo the choreo is really good, and they probably use... I wouldn't be surprised if they used the same dance double as they did in, in uh, Flashdance. <clears throat> so now she, you know, bends back over the chair, the water, you know, the water bucket glitter moment comes, a la Carrie. It drenches over her, and it's not glitter, but random-ass black goo. Yeah, it's not... Ugh, and she so yeah and then we see her at home she has to bathe in gasoline it's like tar or something um she has to bathe in gas to like get it get off and she's her. bitching about the townspeople the whole time it's like oh, i'll show them yeah it's not cool what you ugh, yeah so disgusting and hor horrific yeah completely doing. unnecessary just unnecessary. like carrie yeah um so then she goes to see bob you know he shows up at her place and he's like oh what's that perfume you're wearing she says super unleaded don't smoke yeah. And the kids are also there. She asked them to bail so she can be alone with Bob. Um, but while they're sitting, while she and Bob are sitting together, they're at opposite ends of the couch. That's where she finds the recipe book in the couch. She hits on Bob, and he's all nervous and says, "Hey, we should go eat." Elvira says, "Oh no, we can we can stay, and I'll make a recipe from the book." So and she does, and it's not a good idea. <laughs> it's not a good idea. She thinks it's a recipe book. Yeah. So we see her in the kitchen. She's flipping through the book. She's like, ah, this is in some kind of foreign lang language. She found s some spell that looks like it has the word casserole in it. And she's like, okay, casserole, I'll make that. She doesn't know any of the ingredients, but she finds the ant spice rack where they are. She makes, she makes whatever this whatever recipe this is. Thing is yeah. And she's like, ah, it doesn't smell too bad, but it looks like cockadoodoo. <laughs> I love Elvira so much. So she covers it in spray cheese and crushed up potato chips, and she walks in um, to Bob, who's in the dining room, and says, it's soup, which is from an old commercial my mother and I used to... Uh, used to reference oh, um, that's a lot cool. yeah yeah 70 okay so it's from a 70s lipton instant soup commercial where the um where a little kid or someone who's waiting to eat asks, well is it soup because it's you know it's just a it's fucking lipton it's it's um it's a mix you mix up with hot water and you know the kid asks well is it soup yet and you walk in and say okay it's soup which means the meal is done and she says yeah hope you're hungry because dinner is here she lifts the lid off the pot and a gnarly monster comes out of the dutch oven and you know, it's trying to, like, eat them, and they stick the monster down the garbage disposal. Oh, Christ. That's just really crazy. Yeah, really good effects. Yeah. The effects are really good. And Elvira says, oh, it's the first time in, I've ever um, been an appetizer for the main course. <laughs> she finds out that that, uh, that goddamn fucking book is not a, is a different type of cookbook. It's, it's Yeah, Gonk cool. is the one, the, little, the cute little punked-out dog 
takes them to another room where they find a trunk and inside, first of all, is a shrunken head. And she yeah. says, ah, I think I used to go out with this guy. But there's also a letter from her great aunt to her mother, you know, um, the mistress of whatever, um, like for 300, you know, 300 years ago. And she's like, oh, God, I gl- I'm gl- hope I look that good when I'm that old. <laughs> and she finds out that about her familiar. And, you know, Bob's like, what's the familiar? And Elvira's like, well, haven't you seen any old Roger Corman movies? It's a pet that can turn into anything. She finds out that Vincent is her enemy. And she's like. And she's, you know, from a big witch family. And she's like, oh, I knew I was different, but not that different. And she, she's all stoked. She's like, how macabre. I'm actually descended from a metaphysical celebrity. <laughs> That's great. I want to be descended from a mystical Yeah, and she celebrity. reads some of the letters. It has the word moolah in it. And she's like, oh, I can use the book to get what I need for Vegas. That's what I need. Lots of moolah. So, you know, then, like lightning strikes some magic happens and she bangs bob yay so now we're at the fallwell morality club picnic it's lame as fuck and one lady says to another lady oh you made your famous tic-tac pie it's just a fucking like pudding pie with tic-tacs all over it that vile (laughs) okay vile (laughs) all right thank you that should not be famous. So Elvira, she set up um, a, one another recipe book casserole on the table, thinking that it would be another monster to get these people. But it was just a pretty good casserole because she subbed one of the ingredients for Hamburger Helper. Michael loves Hamburger Helper. I love Hamburger Helper, and of course it didn't work. But oddly, it didn't become a monster, but it made everyone at the picnic super horny. Super horny. And so win-win? Up. Yeah, congrats. So they all have this, like, gnarly morality club orgy. Yeah. This is what every morality club uh, should have. One orgy per month. Keep things alive. So one guy says to, I I believe it was um, Peggy the waitress, and he's like, oh, does this remind you of anything? He holds up a hot dog, and she's like, well, does this remind you of anything? She holds up a taco shell. She puts the shell over the dog as it should go. Oh, sex stuff. Yeah, I've heard of it. So they all get it on in their underwear and dance and have a great time. Vincent shows up knowing something's up with the recipe, and, and then he offers her five hundred dollars for the book. A little bit much more money than fifty, but yeah, ten times as much. And she's like, "Do I look like I just fell off a tuna truck?" She knows this book tuna. is special and it's worth more than that. Tuna truck. That's great. Yeah, because fish, mm-hmm. and she's serving fish. Six. Yeah. So then we see Peggy hitting on Bob, and she's giving Elvira shit, and Elvira just throws her shit right back. Now they're at another town morality club meeting. They're all up in arms about the orgy. Yeah. And, you know, the the motel lady says, you know, he was the one painting everyone with apple butter. I was just an onlooker. Oh, yeah. Onlicker. 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 A little bit of both. Yeah, but no, that's in the movie that says on liquor. Oh, man, is that what the yeah, subtitle said? Yeah, that's what it actually that's says. That's awesome. Instead of on liquor, it's an on it's So Vincent shows up blaming Elvira for the orgy. The Morcal- mortality, mortality, morality club, the of course, agrees. Yes. And says that they, you know, one of the guys who is familiar with all of the rules says that they can, ar- oh, no, it's Vincent, says that they can arrest her under an old Massachusetts law from the old Salem trials, they can arrest her for witchcraft. witchcraft. 
So they do. Elvira's in jail, and she says, Hey, I know my rights. I'm entitled to a phone call and a strip search. It's still illegal. Witchcraft is illegal in the state of Massachusetts. Oh, I totally believe that. Gosh darn it. Update your fucking laws, Massachusetts. There's no more. The witches are great now. We shouldn't outlaw them. So one of the cops asks her, you know, did you lose your broomstick? And she says, if I had a broomstick, I know exactly where I'd stick it. <laughs> yeah. So Bob Teller tells her he got her a lawyer. She says her needs her. She needs her book and to go get it. He does, but the Vincent Vincent's henchmen accost him and take it. So Elvira's still in jail. Gonk turns, you know, Gonk shows up, turns into a punked out rat instead of a dog because yeah. he's a familiar and he can do that. And the townspeople are now awaiting to burn her at the stake. That never happened in Salem. There were only hangings, there except only hangings, for yeah. poor Giles Corey, who got pressed to death with heavy stones. Yeah. And Ranger Arthur the, Miller. The more the witchcraft stuff was done, the, you know, lighting a witch on fire was mostly put together by movies and TV. Well, I, I believe like I right. believe burning at the stake was done in Europe. Yeah, well. But it wasn't... Always it wasn't cool done stuff. here, so I don't think that guy really knows his Massachusetts law very well. Boo, because yeah. that was not the actual ending of that crime. Okay, yeah. There were also possible drownings, but that might have just been um, the pre-trial. So then a priest comes to give her her last rites, but he's of course a creep, so he just fills up her boobs. Um, the, then the kids break through the jail ceiling, but they're too late. And they're, they break into a different cell, which yeah. is hilarious. It's so they tried, stupid. but they fucked up. Yeah, they fucked up. Um, but it's too late because she is hauled off. She's being tied to the stake. And during this scene, she was wearing so much fire retardant and was, you know, because it was real fire. Yeah. And she was so itchy, but she was tied up. She couldn't itch. It uh, drove her nuts. I'm sure it drove her nuts. Yeah. Of course it drove her nuts. I would be driven nuts if that was shit was happening to me. God damn, man. So then Peggy seems to be trying to save her and says, no, what you guys are doing is wrong. But then she turns and says, yeah, it'll burn faster if you actually light it in several places. Yeah, we know that she's kind of pissed because Elvira kind of, sh uh, when she confronted... Took her thunder. Yeah, and realized that, oh my gosh, you don't have as big of a fucking boobs as you're pretending to have in front of fucking people and shit like that. Which is <laughs> what she fucking... Well, no, that's what happened. Okay. She fucking... She, uh, she dealt with her... Uh, bull, uh, she, she dealt with Patty's bullshit. And now, she, and now she's... Oh, it's Patty. Am I saying Peggy? You're right, it's Patty. It's Patty. You're yeah. absolutely right. It's Patty. I've who, been wrong this entire time. It's fine. She just looks like a Peggy. Yeah, but, but you're Patty... Right, Patty. Uh, but Patty is... Uh, doesn't have... She's pretending she has padding in her fucking boobs and we found out that out. I think it might have just been a bullet bra. We don't know. Okay. But she's she dressed very 50s. It's just a very 50s look. She's just behind the times. Okay. So as Elvira's being burned at the stake, she says, sorry, kids, just send my ashes to Las Vegas. So now Gonk has turned into a Rottweiler. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, and kind of gives her a memory and that when she was a little baby in full fucking beat face makeup, and lets her know that her ring, the ring that she has that she got from her mother when she was a baby, is magic. And she uses it to cause thunder and lightning and, and it makes rain put out the fire so yeah. she's no longer going to be set on fire. Bob unties her and they make out. Yay! That's and nice. then he's the one that actually remembers that it's the lunar eclipse from the letter that they had found earlier yeah. and that Uncle Vincent has the book and he's going to do something gnarly during the lunar eclipse. To get rid of, to get rid of Elvira and to, yeah. 
Exactly. Or to, yeah, just to do that. So Gonk is now the original punked out poodle, and Vincent turns um, Chastity and her people that are bitching and moaning to him about Elvira into pigs and yeah because they're fucking pigs yeah and they because uh, they're swine he calls them swine. he calls them swine that's yeah. right Ugh, swine. swine so Bob tries to light him on fire but he knocks Bob out and chokes poor gonk no, he's only trying right. to help and this is a sweet baby so Vincent throws a spell at Elvira which her ring catches and then she tries to throw ring magic back at him, but she end up, ends up just throwing the ring. It's a little bit too big for her, so now he has the magic ring. Yeah. So she shows up, Elvira. Now she's in kind of Rambo-esque garb. Yeah, that's great. That's with a great. massive gun or rocket launcher, yeah. which then fails, and she runs into the graveyard. And he, Vincent, shows up and says a spell. And she's like, yeah, that's easy for you to say. And she kicks off a black stiletto, and yeah. the stiletto lands right in his forehead. That's great. It's really. I always wonderful. knew stilettos would make a good uh, kill, a good weapon. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I'm blowing out the mic here because I'm so excited. <laughs> and it lands okay. right in his head, and he pulls it out, and he has a fucking gnarly hole in his in his forehead. So Elvira goes back to her house where Vincent's goons are. They yeah. try to get frisky, of course. Of course. And she throws some gnarly slang at him. As well as a jar of leeches that fuck him up all over his face. Yeah, that's 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 pretty disturbing. That's that's great. That's that's a good. Vincent moment. grabs her throat through the wall. She cuts off his hand that has the magic ring on it. The hand crawls toward her. She stabs it with a knitting needle. Yeah. Which is a very a, a very feminine phallic thing to do. Um, killing weapon. It was so, used in Halloween. Now Vincent's on fire. He throws a spell at her, but he vanishes. I think I missed some stuff from this last part, unless it's just kind of movie magic and we just want to end this thing. Now the whole house is on fire, and unfortunately, her insurance doesn't cover acts of demons. Yeah. Gotta put that in your fucking contract. Yeah, but Bob is with her. He's in a neck brace, but they're both okay. And then the townspeople come to her house. We think they're going to picket her and try and kick her out of town. But no, they apologize and agree that she is good for the town and makes it more interesting. So now her car is finally fixed. Very convenient. Yay! Um, Patty apologizes that she set her on fire and everything. Yeah. And now Elvira is the only heir to Vincent Estate because he's dead now. And she can pay for her flamingo show. Yay, and that's great. I'm the voice happy. of Shecky Green himself intros her for her Vegas show. Yeah. Which is which is a great callback to old Borscht Belt comedy. Yeah. And she does her whole song and daft a song and dance number in full goth drag queen realness. That yes. was hard to say. Five times fast now. Yes. No. With <laughs> red sequined Boy backup dancer is also yeah. hard to say. And she does like a rap toast break in it. Very fucking 80s. And then she does her pasty tassel, old burlesque, where she does one and then the other yeah. and then both in opposite directions. That is a talent and a skill. It's really tough to do that, I'm sure. My gosh. And again, she get, she's like, oh, this is the end. Unpleasant dreams. Yes. So, really so I wonderful. just mainly... 
went over the plot. What are your thoughts about what actually went on? I love. I really, I really enjoyed it. This was much more. It was darker than I was expe- uh, expecting. Oh, was it? Yeah, it it had a lot more uh, strange violence than I was expecting. I had no idea that this would turn into a witch, you know, burning movie towards the end of this fucking mm-hmm. shit, and that they'd like try to banish her into you know. <laughs> and a bit, uh, you know, and really fuck her up. But yeah, it was surprising. I loved it so much. Miranda. What'd you like about it, babe? Uh, it it re- I, I honestly, the jokes are my favorite part. Yes, it's really uh, the it uh, for those of those you who are listening, would we recommend both? I mean, you would recommend both these movies. I would but, especially yeah. recommend Elvira, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Yeah, to see. Once and, bitten and, if you're into that sort of thing. Yeah, and uh, you know, and see some of the other stuff with Elvira in it when she was hosting. If you can find those, I think a lot of it's on YouTube. A lot of it's streaming on YouTube. I saw uh, like five or six episodes uh, last night for about like uh, I think at CD Trader for about like forty five bucks for just like six hours of. Of her hosting with the movies, nice. and I nearly got it myself. And I was like, "Okay." Did you do any other research that. you want to share? Well, not 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 necessarily. I I love this movie a lot. This did not make as much money as it probably should have. It uh, it was kind its of a budget was time, seven and a half, and it only made five point five. Whereas Once Bitten was made ten million on a like four. Uh, on like I think it That's was a weird, seven million dollar budget because she was money, really so. popular at the time. I remember seeing like life size cutouts of Elvira for like Budweiser ads, like literally in the grocery store when I was a kid. This is is so freaking it, it's it's sad. I guess they didn't make as much money during those couple of uh, weeks being open, but uh, yeah, it was uh, New World per, uh, Pictures uh, produced produced this uh, movie, uh, and it's and that's it was. That's founded by Roger Corman. That's Roger Corman's uh, yes. production company that he uh, put uh, put together. Okay, so some IMDb trivia. Uh, then unknown Brad Pitt auditioned oh, for yeah. one of the teenage boy roles, but Cassandra Peterson thought he was too, too cute. cute to do it, and felt that Elvira would not be interested in Bob if Pitt was one of the teenagers trying to get her. On yeah. her casting notes um, of his audition, she wrote next to his name, Yum Yum. Later on, Brad Pitt would purchase her gothic-styled mansion in Los Angeles. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. I've been to, I've been near that house. It's awesome. Yeah, but uh, that uh, that has that was Pitt's place apparently. But yeah. Um. Oh, so Cassandra Peterson, she gave the roles to Edie McClurg and a lot of the other townspeople. And they became friends and worked together in L.A. Oh, they were all in the Groundlings. There we yeah, go. That's great. That's where Edie McClure. Uh, oh, that was. totally makes sense. Yeah, and she's uh, such being a good so character actress. Comedies, comedies afterwards, there, there's enough of a. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Oh, okay. So yes, I was. Um, yeah, Vincent Talbot, Uncle Vincent, was named after Vincent Price and Lyle Talbot. Yeah, Lyle Talbot. I I'm, know. I'm not. Either. I'm not super familiar with him. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, uh, uh, Batman, uh, he, uh, just as another aside, Jim Carrey was in a Batman movie with a character named Robin. Yes. Uh, oh, I'm that, sorry. Yes. <laughs> I know, it's bullshit, but I was just, Is I was that just Batman thinking, Forever? That is Batman Forever with Val Kilmer and Chris O'Donnell and Nicole Kidman and Drew Barrymore and Tommy Lee Jones and Jim Uma Carrey. Thurman? Uma Thurman's not, uh, I, I believe is in the other one. 
is simply even Batman oh, and Robin. Oh, you're absolutely right, Clooney and I'm absolutely wrong. With uh, the one with George Clooney. You're right. Yeah, this is the one that that. But that is a stacked cast. I, I wouldn't mind doing the third and fourth Batmans just as, uh, you know, just as a absurdity. Uh, this has been top notch nonsense. Oh, Warner oh. Brothers backlot, not Universal. My mistake. But I guess they did. Uh, but it looks like they. It looks enough like uh, the backlot they used for Back to the Future. And um, it might they might have used that Warner Brothers backlot anyway for that, but it looks so much like the fucking Back to the Future uh, area where that fucking thing is. Anyway, I I I adored this fucking thing. Oh, they did I'm actually they did actually they... name the town after Jerry Falwell. Yeah, <laughs> well that makes sense. God damn! I mean, what what else? Are you I, I, I know. I was like, I was like, oh, if they if it's just regularly this town and it's that's not a no, that's not a reference. That's it's that's be. a crazy miss. Okay, and it yeah, it's it, it is a crazy miss. But yeah, luckily they did name it after that fucking religious, which makes so much tongue, sense. Which is doesn't make any goddamn just yeah. Uh, uh, chastity, uh, <laughs> chastity's name is great. Chastity Pariah. Yeah, Chastity Pariah. Great drag name. Yeah. Anyway, this is, uh, I, I would recommend it. Uh, usually, sometimes we don't recommend the movies uh, that we watch because they're absurd, kind of genre-bashing weird things. But this one uh, just it will warm your heart. It's uh, it's like a nice hot toddy. It's just very... Ooh, hot toddy. Yes. Uh, but here, here we have uh, Notes Without Context. This is... Notes Without Context. This is where I read notes out of uh, that I wrote down when I was watching the movie that uh, that right now might not make any sense because they're notes out of context. Okay, here we go for Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. New world, Perto's new ugly creature in bed with feeling mature. Gumby on steroids, eggplant dreams, Lord Bucket, cow, cowberry, uh, stuck-up, shitty, inkling milk town. You can't glue with the god uh, with their great aunt's dotty off to see what can be inherited for her sailboat. One hundred uh, lambs of love. Th- once, uh, oh my gosh, there was once bitten. Also, there's a song in one of these movies that's just sing once bitten. Oh, once bitten. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. It was in Once Bitten? Yes, I imagine so. It was singing about Once Bitten. All right. And explosion. Here we go. All over the uh, all over the book, uh, all over the boobs, bucket, and you can cease it, beat it if you're on the yam, yearning for her sexiness, nice tits, and other words you can say to a woman that will not turn her on. Ooh, the teens and their pinkos and their weirdos and their ray to make her the wife. Oh, Mike, there is, oh, yeah, there was a, there's some people with Mike Pence energy in this movie. Oh, yeah. And, and boy, was that creepy. Oh, there was a good stupid jokes. Bob is a really uh, sturdy looking dude. Complete with class, I really re- rarely record Satan's words. Mother to me, my mother to me, Uncle Vinny, Daddy, recluse book. What the fuck is another shot? Sex worker jokes. Oh my gosh, the house is awesome. Passenger condos to kindergartners. Passen- 
passenger condos and kindergartners. That doesn't make any sense. I don't know what I'm fucking talking about right there. Uh, some of the beards overlasting. Does it look like a chud? I don't think it looks like a chud. Dog olders. The uh, sell the Don Gone Proud Town. Who's the most dropping racist man we can ever think of? He's a pervert. Oh my gosh, boring. What lecherous idiots. Uh, hang out in this town. Oh my gosh! Watching, watching the people uh, drink their water. It's so interesting. Not S- sweet and bad. It, uh, there was morally nothing okay with what is happening. Real estate guy also ha- is a harasser. Big surprise. Flamingo will have it. Taxes on it. Talking to the planes. Tie one on to punk talks. How to uck. Ew, how the fuck? Chasing in the trunk of my car. Why can't they leave you alone trying to conjure dark arts? And he needs the recipe book. It's in the potential hanging mystery in the grandkids and the breakdown crying man... Mantobo crying instead of the thousands dancing. Dang, Piercy, here's the rotten... Pitch perfect, diluted, uh, soggy man. I don't know what that what? is. What? I don't know what that was. Uh, uh, Rupert Ranch dressing, far and tar and feathered. Time for cleaning. Big issues of the night. And button eaten there. What is holding that? We that we believe in a lot of things. Easy cheese and crushed chips. Oh my gosh, I'm very hungry. Snakes on fire, monthly club, and picketing tic-tac casserole. That's very disgusting. I don't want to eat a tic-tac casserole. It shouldn't be around. It should be eaten by dogs and maybe cats and boa constrictors. They will also really like boob jokes. Those guys will like the boob jokes. Fight of the... Uh, of the two ladies, here's an uh, here's a booker. The uncle is actually edgy and a cool guy, but really not. Never mind. Witchcraft, Elvira, power is mine. Doggy, head into the masses. We got a mob on our hands. So much sex about the body that feels super crass. A ring of power will save her and the land it rains on. He saved her. Lunar echoes. Vincent has. Cellos, a great night on the time, cured my actual foregame. Here is Bob. Bob will kiss her and kiss her good. Oh my gosh, they feel so much in love. Anger of the two men, and then we have that hard gap after you just put it in your pants. Let the burning house burn and kiss her again. Has has the need for gas. All right, that was a very strange amount of notes. This has been Top Notch Nonsense. I've been Michael James Benson. Uh, if you want to, you can uh, email us at topnotchnonsensepod at gmail.com. You have a wonderful day. I want to add some extra... Um IMDb trivia. Oh, okay. We're not that, finished. That, that, you, that you can um, you can edit in however oh, you want. Certainly. Go ahead. So, okay. So, the role of Uncle Vincent was actually written specifically for her friend Vincent Price. Lucky to be friends with Vincent Price. But he passed due to the racing material. And Kurt Fuller, who was the Falwell's realtor, was actually supporting himself working in real estate at the time. Cool. Which is... <clears throat> Funny, since I mentioned several other films he played a smarmy douchebag in. (laughs) 
Good for him. He's great at playing a smarmy douchebag. He's now 69 years old. And Cassandra Peterson sold off many items from the films at Julian's auctions in 2021, so that's really recent, including seven different scripts sold for about 17 grand, production binder for almost two grand, storyboards, um, the Macabre Mobile's um, license plate frame that went for a little under four grand, the steering wheel went for 6,400, the hood ornament went for 7,600, uh, just all kinds of bitchin' shit, dude. That's cool. I love bitchin' shit. You don't have to add this in. Oh, you don't? Oh, I'll, we'll just add the part where I say, I love bitchin' shit. <laughs> yeah, if like you that. have bitchin' shit, I want to hang out with you and your bitchin' shit. Bitchin' shit! Please check out our bitchin' shit <laughs> anywhere you find podcasts. You have a wonderful day and an even beautiful month. A pleasant dream. Yes, it's October. Bye-bye.